All right, we're live. Welcome, everyone, young and old, once again, for the 11th or 12th year in a row. Uh, this is Top Down Perspectives Game of the Year Celebration for 2022. We have a special guest this time, Nathan. Thanks for joining us. Hi. I was on a couple of these a long time ago. <laughs> I'm Sean Booker. Oh, I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. And uh, just a quick thank you for the whole year, everyone, to you three who have been on the show and to everyone who listened. Um, special thank you to our patrons. And if you're not a patron, you should join our Patreon and get a bunch of bonus episodes. Uh, but for those who don't know how this system works, each of us have individual lists. We did not. We're not going to do a cumulative list. It just wouldn't make sense. We play two different of games. Yeah. There'd be some overlap between Paul and I, but John would screw it up. So yeah, we have to. That's, have... that's usually how it goes. <laughs> I'm going to have a little bit of overlap with Paul, probably. Maybe a, maybe then, a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly, Nathan's a complete wild card. I have yeah. absolutely no idea. Um, yeah. Uh, I was at a white elephant, and a friend of mine got a, a, an Uno set that's all wild cards. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Yeah, and that's Nathan this time around. He's the yep. Uno all wild. Yeah. So, bunch of weird opinions over here (laughs) that I'm keeping secret. Yep, yep. Each of our personal lists are secret from the rest of the hosts, so we will be learning along with you. We have a bunch of categories to go through, and if somehow you didn't know about the community survey that we put out at the beginning of the month, we also took a bunch of tallies from our listeners, and we will be announcing the winners for the similar categories. They have they have an extra one. We have some extra ones. so we'll all learn together and figure out what our favorites were, our least favorites, as long as well as the communities. Right. So sit back. This will be a fun episode. I always have such a fun time with this episode because um, video yes. games are great. And hey, I don't know about you guys. This year was a great year for video games. It was pretty good. Yep. I, I played more video games this year that came out this year than I think I might have in the last like five or six years we've done this show. Nice. Okay. My my tally said I played over fifty games that came out this year. Wow. Whoa. It's pretty good. Which that is that is rare for me. I still have a sizable pile of shame, but like yeah, last year's I, mean, I think like yeah, last year do. I played thirty two. <laughs> nice. I, Nathan, I, how did you feel? You must have played more current games since you wanted to come on. I, I at least had enough for a complete list this year. Uh, yeah. I was playing a lot of old stuff, though, so my 20XX was way bigger than asked for, but I'll trim it down. Yeah, it okay. always is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, you mentioned it. Let, that's a great one to start with. The John Wheeler 2022's 20XX <laughs> Game of the Year. Uh, this is a category for games that came out in any year other than 2022 or last year that we played a significant amount of. We each have three ranked. Uh, John, it's your category. Why don't you start mm-hmm. us off? What's All your right, number this, three? I like how it's my category because I'm the one who plays the most older games out of yeah. anyone else in this group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you right. also sponsor this episode, so you get. Oh, is that is that how that works? Okay, yeah. that's why I'm here. All right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, for the 20XX list, last year I started doing them mainly based off of stuff I played on stream because I do game clearing where I play through a bunch. However, uh, not all the games this year actually on my list are actually from streaming. So, uh, but at least two of them are. So let's start with my number three. (coughs) Momodora 4, Reverie Under the Moonlight. This is weird. This is on my list somewhere too. (laughs) Nice. It is a good ass game. It's a great Metroidvania, amazing sprite work. 
Uh, just the right amount of challenge. Just honestly, really good. Highly recommend this, and it's on a bunch of platforms. I'm just waiting for the next one to come out eventually. Nice. I'm just gonna go in order of our of our window. So, Paul, you're next. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, my number. So I cheated a little bit on this. My number okay. three was Dead Space one and two, like that that pairing of them. Okay. Oh, but not Dead but Spade. not three. So you can't say the trilogy. I I didn't revisit uh, Dead Space three. In fact, I've never beaten Dead Space three ever. So I don't it's, actually it's know how right. that game is. I did a co op. It's all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I not, it's not Dead Space awesome. 1 or 2, but it's all right. Yeah. So Dead <clears throat> Dead Space uh, duo or whatever. It was really great just revisiting that franchise and being kind of sucked back in that world and getting ready for the Dead Space remake that's coming out and then Callisto Protocol, which we'll be talking about at some other point during the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're going to be time. talking about that, I wonder. Wholesome, I'm assuming. It's in the oh, wholesome, yeah. cozy games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan. Uh, my bronze medal, uh, pretty late entry. Uh, for some reason, Windows 11, I guess, kind of spotlighted the classic game of Solitaire about a month ago. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, nice. And there's, nice. there's like, I started clicking around on the browser version, and it's like, wait a minute, this is a Microsoft product. Is it on Game Pass? Yes, it is. Yeah, so you can get achievements yes, in Microsoft can. Solitaire Collection. Absolutely. Uh, and just listen to Chili Wonka over and over again. It's a great song. Uh, so, yeah, just music and solitaire <laughs> really uh, has been quite fun. Brittany's been playing it, too. Uh, we're both just achievement hunting and a lot of Klondike. That's my favorite. But Spider's pretty good also. Klondike's the regular one, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. just regular solitaire. Uh, free Cell's kind of weird, but starting oh, to get Free Cell's my favorite one, actually. It's, it's OK. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of. Yeah. The the there's five pyramid. there's like five modes pyramid. Do you and like pyramid? Pyramid's okay. I don't love tri peaks. I think that's my least favorite. Tri peaks uh, sucks. Just, Pyramids kind of sucks too. This is honestly. the most detailed <laughs> breakdown of solitaire I think I've ever heard in my life. I've been I playing really, solitaire really, all year as well, actually. But I did. Yeah, there's put it down. daily <laughs> challenges and events and stuff. Yeah, uh, they is. just bring some of that <laughs> gaming stuff into this. is really fun. And then it has 1990 like Windows three. Uh, cards, card backs. Yep. So it's just yep. like, oh man, that robot. I remember him. This yeah. So nice. yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Uh, this was going to be a wholesome nominee, but apparently that's only for new stuff. So <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I'll put it here. I, mean, I think like that would have classified for wholesome, though. I could see yep. that. I'm it, sure there's, it, I'm it, sure, it a new version work. of Solitaire got released this year somewhere. I was trying to figure out when did this come out, and it's like a decade ago. So okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, my number three game is a game called Just Shapes and Beats. Um, this is like a, a dodge em up kind of. It, it's a rhythm game where the music is causing uh, like colors to appear on the screen in different shapes. And you have to move your ship out of those colors because they're like basically attacks. So as the music intensifies, there's more you have to dodge and whatnot. Soundtrack is fantastic. It's got some chip Zell in there. Uh, it also has the Mortal Kombat theme in there, and they make some of the um, shapes dudes doing uh, high kicks, and those are just flying across the screen that you have to dodge. Uh, it is pretty wild and a lot of fun. It's on, like, everything, and that's my number three. Nice. All right. My number two for 2022's 20XX Game <laughs> well, of the Year. Hang on, should we do community number three? Oh, you're right. Sorry, I forgot. I thought they only had one. Yeah. Did we give them all three? The fifth man. Okay, well, I'll tell you their 
three that are all tied is Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Smash Bros. Ultimate, and Splatoon 2, all with seven points. Okay. okay. Not shocked by any of those. I'm more shocked yeah. that they're all third. Yeah, there is a second and a first all right. wow. that are clear winners, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. My number two for 2022 is 20XX Game of the Year, Devil May Cry 5. Finally oh, got around shit. to actually playing through the whole thing. I guess I should say this is the special edition, not specifically just Vanilla 5. But I didn't actually play any of the SE content, I don't think. Because <clears throat> I didn't do Bloody Palace and I didn't play the Virgil content. So uh, just the vanilla game. And honestly, game holds up pretty damn good. Sure. It's, just, it's great playing as all the characters. Everyone plays in fun, interesting ways, even though V's kind of eh. Yeah. Uh, his character itself is just so deadpan, it kind of makes him fun. But like gameplay wise, it's just nice to play as the others. Um, the story goes in the predictably stupid ways you'd expect. It is it is a Devil May Cry game through and through, but it's still stupidly fun because of that. So that's my number two. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, I cheated again for number two. Uh, I visited all the Momodora games one to uh, four and then Minoria as well, all by that dude. Um, four is the one that like stands out out of all of those, though. Uh, oh, every. Okay. Reverie Under the Moonlight is just an absolutely fantastic game. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and uh, there's, yeah, it's just a great game. Did you, by any chance, cheat on the whole list? No. <laughs> there is a number. There His top is a number ten is one. actually 30 games, so. Yeah, yeah, there's just 30 games listed here. No, there's a number one. Uh, so Silver Medal for me was The Outer Worlds, uh, Obsidian's yeah. kind of planet-hopping RPG. I kind of so good. The year it came out, I kind of was hearing like, no, Outer Wilds is the one. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that one also And that's rocks. a great game, yeah. but it's very different. And as like a Fallout New Vegas guy, I was like, oh my gosh, they made another one. This is really fun. Uh, so I played through all that, all the DLC, and nice. had a I had a great time with, especially like the clothes. I'm just going to highlight that. Great <laughs> digital clothes in that okay. game. So Who is your job. favorite companion? My favorite companion? Probably the engineer lady, I yeah. think. She was pretty great. Um, and I wish that robot talked more. I really wanted him around, but it's just like, he's just a cleaning robot. He's cleaning just going to talk about cleaning. It's like, all yeah. right, I kind of wish you could make him sentient or something, but whatever. Uh, yeah, just a great time. I was I was really surprised by how how sharp that was. So look forward to the second one. Doesn't the ship the and the robot get it on? Like you can walk in yes, on them? Yes, yeah. they, they, you can walk in on them like, oh, he's cleaning the, the bridge again. What's that about? <laughs> I didn't ask for that. <laughs> yeah, there's some fun character stuff in that. Uh, so yeah, re- really engaged by that one. Uh, my number two is Horizon Zero Dawn in the lead up oh, to yeah. Forbidden West coming out. I restarted and actually finished it this time. And it ended up being my most played uh, PlayStation game of the year when that roundup came out. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I even went through the, uh, DLC, the frozen wilds or whatever it's called. And, you know, that's a great game. I just put it on like story difficulty and just kind of went through the story and as fast as I could. And it still ended up taking like 30 hours or something like that. And then I was ready for zero dawn, like a month later, I was ready for forbidden West a month later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, communities 20 XX number two was persona five Royal. Okay, right on. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> All right, my number one for 2022's 20XX Game of the Year. This one wasn't done on stream, 
Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. This is nice. the most recent Monster Boy game, uh, a gigantic Metroidvania, and a love letter to the entirety of the series of Monster Boy. Uh, it basically fleshes out everything. It's animated gorgeously. A little clunky, but I feel like that's just kind of how the Monster Boy games are. But like, it, there was just so much to it. The maps were huge. Uh, there's like some of the secrets were legit stumped me. I had to look some stuff up. Like it was genuinely a fun game. Nice being able to go through the transformations on the fly. Uh, even sequel bait was even put in there. So like they're planning on doing something else, but like genuinely just like a charming, fun game. Uh, maybe a bit longer than it needed to be, uh, but it was still really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. So that's my number one. Nice. Okay. My number one is Sin and Punishment. Uh, that Ooh, got good choice. released, re-released, whatever you want to call it, on um, the N64 expansion stuff on the Switch. I played a little bit back a, a while ago, I think on an emulator. Couldn't get into it. It just didn't feel right. But um, I have that N64 controller. Just sat down and played the shit out. Like, I didn't even talk about it because it wasn't. it never came up on the show or anything. I played this so much that I was considering speedrunning it. I got super wow. into this for like two weeks. Yeah, I played just hours and hours of it. That game is incredible. That's one of the best games I've ever played. Wow. High praise. Uh, gold medal for me is uh, Bloodborne. I finally yeah. figured it out, I guess. <laughs> I, I've been trying it for years and just like, this does not work the way Dark Souls works. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, but once I just, oh, you have to be way more aggressive. Like you are the guy attacking everybody. It's like, oh, okay, great. Uh, and then I was able to just enjoy the monster designs and everything. I got the platinum on this. Nice. Uh, I did the old hunters DLC or whatever. I uh, got all the trophies there too. So I was kicked off the year in like February timeframe when everyone was getting ready for Elden Ring. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to this one and uh, <laughs> satisfy that, that whole realm with, with this game instead. So uh, it's pretty awesome. I, I was uh, miss, missed the boat seven years ago. Should have, should have been on there, but it's good. <laughs> They did a good job. They they did a great job with that one. Nice. And uh, my favorite game that came out a while ago that I played this year was Signs of the Sojourner, which is a card roguelite game about language where you are progressing through the world and learning new languages while also forgetting your home language and that opens up new paths and it's just really smart and it's kind of a puzzle game and the characters are great and the art's really great. It has some really good audio design uh, and I enjoyed that uh, tremendously. Nice. Uh, Community 20XX game of the year. It's going to make sense as soon as I say it. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, sure. That tracks. Yep. I wonder if that's one repeatedly. We'd have, have, to, have, um, to, have to go back knows. and look, but I, I wouldn't mm, be surprised. Probably not. I think it's no. really just the biggest boost because of the new tracks. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. All right. That's the first category. Moving on to a similar category, 2022's 2021 Game <laughs> of the Year. So this is a game that came out last year that you played it enough of this year that you wanted to shout them out. Again, three games we have. John, start us off. All right. Starting off this category with my number three, Spectacular Sparky, done by the creator of the Anger Video Game Nerd video games. This is a basically a Genesis shoot 'em up love letter. 
Uh, it's got this the weird charm that the Genesis Twang does, like giant, happy, ridiculous sprites. It's just very over-animated, very silly. has a bunch of, like, goofy voice acting. It's just, like, a fun, like, just weird platforming shooter. It's just It's just a great little time. Nice. I've never heard of this. Uh, I don't have a number three. I only have two entries for this. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, hey. Hey, Paul. I'm on the exact same page as you. No third place podium <laughs> okay. for me on this one. I only have two. All right. So. Uh, I have a number three, and that is Deathloop. Uh, sure. It got okay. released on Game Pass, I've, and after I had kind of fallen off of it uh, on the PS5, I figured, hey, let's give it another try and start over. I did, and I finally figured it out, and it clicked, and I went through it. And a bunch of the end game achievements glitched and I didn't get them. And that still hurts. Um, <laughs> but I played through that and uh, was able to f- fully see the whole story. Surprisingly, I did not have it spoiled for me. So that was nice. Wow. Nice. Uh, the community's last year's game of the year was Psychonauts 2. Oh, good choice. That's their third one, right? Third. Third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, my number two for 2022's 2021 game of the year, Mario Golf Super Rush, because I was like the only person who liked this game, it felt yeah, like. True. But it got a bunch of extra courses. I already liked it out of the gate. They doubled the course amount. The online was surprisingly good. It was just like a fun game. Still some gripes about it, some weird things I wish they had not done, like just the standoff with super shots and stuff like that, but like generally like a fun golf game, especially if you had friends to play with. Sure. Uh, my number two was the ascent, that uh, top-down okay, isometric yeah. shooter thing. I played through this. Joystick. Yeah, uh, I played a bit of it last year when it came out. Uh, didn't get too far into it. Other stuff had come out or whatever. Uh, they released some DLC for it, and I revisited this year. It clicked, and I just spent like 20, 30 hours in that game. Like I just fell in love with it, doing every little thing in it so did you do the yeah. dlc i did i haven't done the dlc yet so i still have to go back to that okay yeah all right sorry to, sorry to fumble this here but john talking about mario golf reminded me that i played WarioWare get it together this year and that did come out last year and okay. i did not hate my time with it so that is my third place wow. i'm not gonna elaborate that game okay. is yeah. bad it's yeah kind of <laughs> wonky but i i still found it kind of charming so there's, okay. there's things i like in it my, I love how uh, you're like, I'm not going to elaborate because not gonna like elaborate, these, not gonna just these <laughs> two here have gone on record saying that they don't like it very much. And you're yeah. the one for you get to like, play as Nightbolt's mom and she's got like a ghost form. It's kind of great, but <laughs> okay. Uh, Silver Metal is Outriders. That is that kind Hell of. Hell yeah. Nice. That's a Gears great game. kind of thing. It really reminded me why I like that stop and pop combat. Uh, it, I think I was coming off of playing like bullet storm this year too so i was like what other people can fly things happened and i was like oh they made this big thing and it's like great and it was on game pass and i i played it for quite a while i eventually lost the plot with it and kind of fell off but i i was really enjoying my time oh, with the it. plot doesn't well, even we matter. all did what was your class yeah oh my gosh uh i i is there like a gun chromancer or something like this? I was some sort of necromancer, I believe. <laughs> I think so. Technomancer, something so, like that. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I, I was quite enjoying it. I basically just had to uninstall it to free up space to play some other stuff. So I'm still generally open to going back to that game. It seemed really cool. I like that there's a little skull that appears when you kill a guy. It's a nice little like flare of detail. I, I was <laughs> or the, the big radius when the guns, the grenades land near you. 
but sorry yeah trickster I, I was the trickster so i was the one that like teleports around the map and can slow down time and stuff and he mm. has a, and the trickster has a sword that if you cut someone it removes all of their flesh and you get to see their skeleton for a couple seconds pretty good yeah. uh <laughs> yeah it i don't know it was violent and crazy and i i enjoyed it so yeah nice outriders okay so then so it's me now for number two and that is yeah. the great ace attorney chronicles um this this is the year that i finished up the first uh one of those i still have not started the second one because i went and played a bunch of other visual novels so i still have to get back to that so this game might show up in a future list um but it's it's more ace attorney of course i got to get it somewhere on this podcast roundup yeah. for sure uh fun fact that game your number two is the community's number four uh their oh, number two okay. was metroid dread Sure. Oh, nice. yeah, that was last year. Yep. Uh, which means we're on number one, yep. which is Mario Party Superstars. Because it's the best Mario Party's been in a while, and it's sad to say that it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just because we added online to the old game. But it's kind of true. Um... I have a lot of friends that just really like Mario Party, so we play it a lot, and honestly, it's led to a bunch of funny moments, funny conversations, and it's just genuinely a fun game to play. And the netcode isn't terrible and actually saves your progress if a disconnection happens, which is surprisingly a non-Nintendo thing. Yeah, that's so, That's pretty yeah, good. So, honestly, yeah, easy number one. Uh, my number one just makes sense, I think. Monster Hunter Rise, I replayed, it came out on PC this year replayed through all of that picked up the dlc i've just monster hunter rise has been in my life for two years now just straight so yeah nice uh number one for me is forza horizon 5 uh okay. great game it just the way it kicks off with you yeah. just air dropping in <laughs> on all this stuff it's like here's another vehicle type it's falling out of the sky and you're racing it's like this is great this is making a crazy <laughs> yeah. good first impression yeah absolutely uh, so yeah, just just racing around. I'd only really played the first one, I think, prior to this. Okay. So it was like a giant jump forward in terms of just detail and how much stuff is in it. Uh, it's still cool. a live game, I guess. So they were throwing a bunch of new season stuff at me, but <clears throat> it's old, I guess. It's yeah, last year. So so you didn't play some of the previous ones. Did you get the the Hot Wheels DLC? Uh, I think it's on the map there. I think they threw it in. It's but I didn't go uh, do any of those events. You yeah. have to like I I don't like if you own it or not. It might come with Game Pass. I don't remember. I don't oh, think maybe it they're is. Just telling me about it. Yeah, I think the they're map. just telling yeah, you. You should get yeah, this. It doesn't. Burger. You should get this because you didn't experience the Hot Wheels DLC the first time they did it. The Hot Wheels DLC is real fun because you're driving upside down, going like ridiculous speeds, big orange okay. tracks. Uh, I won't. I won't be. I won't shirk that stuff then when I get back to it. But yeah, just just a fun varied racing game. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my favorite game from last year is The Big Con, which is basically oh, okay. a point and click adventure, but it's kind of set in like the 90s if everything was like Nickelodeon, um, which is very much my shit. And there's just a lot of good gags. Uh, I liked the characters. I think it has some really fun writing and it hits all the nostalgia for me. Cool. Uh the community's choice was right with John with Mario Party. Yep. That's what I figured. Yep. 
All right. Well, hey, speaking of Mario Party, the next category is disappointing game of the year. <laughs> I knew where it was going. <laughs> and John, what was your third most disappointing game? Uh, I actually have four on here. So I'm going to give a special <laughs> shout out to a game called Soldiers. S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R-S. This was a. Oh, uh, 2D- no. What? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Okay. So, so here's the thing. Here's the big thing. I played the Switch version. This is why it's on my list. The Switch oh. version runs like shit. Oh, okay. It has ridiculous low times, ridiculous hitches and pauses. I think they patched some of it out, but legitimately, what seemed like such a super fun, interesting 2D Metroidvania really got held back by just the Switch. And it's really a game that shouldn't have been held back by the Switch because it's just a 2D game. Like, it's not doing anything too extreme from what I could see, but it just ran poorly, which sucks because I kept trying to give it a chance because the game itself is great. Playing the game was fun. It controls really tightly. The classes are fun, interesting, stuff like that. The combat seems good. It's difficult. But the Switch version just really bummed me out. So that's why I made my list But as an honorable mention. But my actual number three for most disappointing of the year, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. That's oh, too bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like this game. So I have multiple reasons kind of going in for being disappointed on this one. Uh, I'm a big Kirby fan. Grew up with the series three years. Love pretty much every game. However, uh, I just, the last few have just not grabbed me very well. And mm. the bummer thing about this one was everyone was praising this. Everyone's like, yeah. this is a great three. Like, it's great seeing Kirby in 3D. Like, it plays really good. It'll be great. And at the time, I was playing Elden Ring. So everyone was like, oh, oh dude, when you're done Elden Ring, it's going to be a great palate cleanser for uh, for you after that. Because it's like such a nice, chill game. Too easy, too chill. And they <laughs> dumbed yeah. down the moves even more than usual for a Kirby game, which already wasn't that complex. So I was just bored the entire time like literally just did not have fun the only time i remember being like all right i'm actually having fun now was the hidden final boss that was it so i spent like i don't know how many hours 100 of the game and only had fun at the very end of it and i was just like this this sucks this really sucks so uh yeah too bad that's on top of a couple other things. Like, I really did not like the fact that the missions that you were given, you didn't know the list until after you beat the stage. And then yeah. they only told you one of the missions. So sure. you had to, right. if you didn't get lucky and strike on them, you had to keep doing the stages over and over again, which just made the game just feel like padding and drag it out. Yeah. Um. I, again, I didn't like how they handled like the power ups. They just oversimplified them. I get why they did. I just didn't like that move that change. So, yeah. Overall, I was pretty disappointed in it. Uh, if they do a sequel, it'll probably be better, and I'll probably like that one more, but I was I was pretty disappointed in this one. Yeah, that's too bad. Don't worry, you'll hear more praise in a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Uh, well, then I'm going to throw out an honorable mention because I cut this at the last second, but fuck you, Rainbow Six Extraction. You suck. <laughs> You fucking suck. How did that oh. make it? What in the world is your top three of that didn't make it on there? Wow. Uh, I wasn't expecting much from it. I just wanted to say, fuck that game. Uh, my number three is the Callisto Protocol. Oh. Just, yeah. I I just wanted that to be good. And it was maybe a little bit less than good. It wasn't terrible. It's forgettable. And like after just coming off of Dead Space 1 and 2, which are a decade old now, and just being like, 
man, this is a great formula. They could never fuck this up. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. Uh, the Callisto Protocol, I just wish was better than it was. Uh, I don't think it's terrible, and I don't think it's good, but I, I, it's my type of shit. It should have been good. Uh, I think I think I'll just I'll I'll stick with two on this one. Uh, okay. There's a couple games I I went in with uh, hopes and bounced off of. That's kind of what I reserved this for. So yeah, games that kind of are low on my list for reasons I'll explain later. Okay, uh, I, I think so, that's yeah. the entirety of my list is games I had hopes for. That's what the yeah. category is. So, yeah. So then, me for number three, uh, disappointing is Somerville. Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, this is from some ex Play Dead people who did Limbo and Inside, and they kind of made another one of those uh, with a few more mechanics. And just kind of the way that the stages are set up and how they kind of telegraph or really don't telegraph kind of where you're supposed to go next. It's a lot of you walking into a wall, walking into another wall, hoping that you stumbled across the back thing behind it that your character can actually go through despite them not telling you that. And then looking up a guide and being like, oh, I was supposed to push harder into the wall. Okay, well, whatever. Um, and then the whole kind of final section with the final encounter is just a guessing game. And then you luck into one of the endings and you don't even really know what you did and you have to look it up to see what was I supposed to do. And it's, yeah, it's just weird and far too obtuse, uh, which is a bummer because like it had, I was pretty excited for it, uh, based on the pedigree and some of the first trailers. So sure. Uh, communities number three was Nintendo Switch Sports. Mm, okay, it was this year. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, my number two, Chocobo GP. I really like Chocobo Racing on the PS One. It's actually super it's the one fun that game. got shut down. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was shut down after five. Well, it's it's shut down. They're not making more new content for it. It got uh, released near the beginning of the year. Uh, those who were looking at it said it looked really good. Honestly, it looked like exactly what I wanted out of Chocobo uh, Racing, like a sequel. And then they microtransactioned and battle passed it to hell. So you had currency that apparently could expire, which I think was like a whole weird thing that they just kind of skimmed over and like fixed. Uh, They just really monetized it way too heavily and it just killed any momentum that game could have had. I think that legit would have had a good chance of getting like good attention, but... It's the way they did everything just to try to make it a game as a service flopped like the game came out, I think, in January and it they're no longer doing new development for it now after I think it might even be less because I thought they said it was only five months because they did five seasons of the game. But yeah, no, I was just really excited when I heard we were getting a new Chocobo Racing game and to find out it just got monetized to hell and then just kind of left at the wayside, especially considering there was a full price version of the game you could still buy. Uh, yeah, very disappointing. Sure, yeah. Uh, my number two is Scorn. I've <coughs> been looking forward to that game for what feels like a decade, even though it's been like four years or something, five years. And uh, that game is just kind of a miraculous piece of shit. So that sucks. I hear it's good to look at, though. <laughs> it's pretty good to look. If you want to go in there and just like take screenshots and stuff, there's some there's some weird... Some messed neat, up visuals. There's some messed up visuals. A lot of... Just insane sexual weird stuff going on. 
as, right. as you would expect from Geiger's esque yeah. stuff. The gameplay just sucks though. It's just bad. Being in that world is kind of cool, but actually interacting with the thing sucks the whole time. I've heard that, yeah. I mean, again, I'm kind of doing a surface level. Like I touched this a couple times, wasn't getting into it. Uh, Midnight Fight yeah. Express. I was kind of hoping okay. for a oh, hotline a Miami, but 3D kind of thing. I'm kind of with you. I it just wasn't off hard. hitting. That's a hard bummer. Enough. I really wanted that one to be good. I actually yeah. played through that whole game. Uh, Is it short? It seems short. Like it might be short. There's 40 stages, I think. Oh my god, that doesn't okay. sound short. <laughs> but I, I, at the outset, I was just like, man, this just isn't this isn't clicking with me. I don't like things about it pretty early on. So yeah, yeah. not violent enough. That's my note. Uh, kind of no like it's I like I watched agree. a video where a guy gets his head blown off it's like where when did it happen and it's like no it happened oh wow you need to make that chunky and crazy then like if this whole thing is about <laughs> vicious gnarly fights I want to feel that and I wasn't feeling that like the just that hall in Miami made me feel like wow this is gross how violent this is with like pixels like a decade ago yeah uh, yeah. yeah it just kind of under delivered to me so yeah you game pass makes it easy man. to touch stuff and then go eh uninstall yeah. it yeah so, totally yeah. uh my number two uh is overwatch 2 um okay yeah and this is yeah. this is kind of funny because i actually have been playing quite a bit of overwatch 2 so <laughs> i'm still playing like a good chunk of it and having fun but that's probably also because like my co-op buddy is getting into overwatch for the first time so it's kind of reigniting my interest in it but from a pure like what did they put into Overwatch 2? Why did they completely shut down Overwatch 1 and made everyone play Overwatch 2? It's the same game, but right, a bunch yeah. of the stages are now set to nighttime and a bunch of the stages are now set to daytime. You know, yeah. they started introducing some new characters again and and that that's fun. And because nobody is playing support, I'm forcing myself to play some new characters and I'm learning more characters. So I'm having a good time. But in terms of a sequel... It, this is pretty de- depressing and the PVE stuff is still like nowhere to be seen, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I get it. I have heard a lot of people say like Overwatch 2 is great, but I mean, I liked Overwatch 1, so of course it was going to be fine. Yep. <laughs> Wait, the PVE stuff's still not in the game? It's still not there. It's not what? even mentioned. No, we have no idea where it is. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, the community number two, Mario Strikers Battle League. And okay. that's also my number one, which number will surprise yep. absolutely no one. <laughs> yeah, Mario Strikers Battle League. This is probably the game I had been the most excited for this year. Uh, or sorry, one of, I should say, rather. And it just let me down. It just didn't feel right. It felt like it was lacking content. The complaints everyone had about Mario Golf the previous year, I had about this year about Mario Strikers Battle League. It okay. supposedly is already done getting DLC, which is also a bummer. Because they added like two new courts to add the court count to like seven, maybe eight. Uh, they added like six more characters, but then like they said they're done with the free content, which makes me hope for maybe some decent paid DLC, but I doubt it. It just feels like uh, Next Level just wasn't given the time to work on this. There's Everything just didn't quite feel right about it. Um, the online seemed all right, and that was probably the thing I had the most fun with was having, being able to play with some friends, but like... The goalie felt awful. It felt like just you were just scoring nonstop. You didn't even have to try. It just felt weirdly inconsistent. I was just let down. And I know like the the other striker games are not the most dependable 
uh, goalies, goalie wise. But like, I don't know how this one somehow felt like it missed the mark even more. It's really weird. Just the little the little tweaks they made to previous games just didn't feel right. And uh, yeah, I was bummed out about it. I know people still enjoy the game, but like for me, fell flat. Yeah, bummer. All right, we got to talk about Pokemon Violet and Scarlet because that's my number one. I knew that uh, would hit for someone. Probably even this is also either. my number one. <gasps> it's it's literally just like that game is fun. That game pl- play loop is fun. That product is garbage and it should never have been sold for money. It's absolutely abysmal at what they've done with that thing. <sighs> it, and it, that's really disappointing because I really like the game when it's working somewhat normal at 10 frames a second. If yeah. we can get 10 frames steady even. Yeah, I don't know. That it just feels bad. Honestly, like I'm I'm like I'm almost angry. Like it is this is heartbreaking. This people yeah. have been asking for an open world Pokemon for so long. They finally did it and every part of this game actively pushes you away from wanting to play it. Like like the yeah. fact that the draw distance is so bad, you can't even do the like, I'm going to go over there and explore. What should I head towards? I don't know. The blob that's over there. I don't know what that is. Oh, I guess it was a tree. Like, oh, it, and it hurts it so much, too, when it's an open world, like you're looking around for Pokemon and they're not popping in in time while you're yep. like riding by. Yeah, like. Yeah, what? or. Or maybe you're trying to like bike somewhere on your bike Pokemon and the drop, the draw distance is so poor that they'll appear like right in front of you. And you're just like, oh, crap, I'm in a battle now. Well, too bad I didn't see that coming. And that's not it. And that's like if you don't fall through the world while doing it. Yeah. Or (laughs) it's so bad. You're having a Pokemon battle and the Pokemon just disappear. Okay. well, (laughs) it is what it is. Like it is it is probably the worst optimized first party Nintendo game i have ever played it's so bad it's definitely up there if not the leader on that and it's it is pretty it is pretty outstanding how much they fumbled this yeah it's too bad Uh, i'm kind of sweating bullets over here because i know this is not a good opinion for this group but uh i'm gonna give some context uh this like with the last one i put it on the game that game failed me i failed this game a little bit I went into what? Is, what? So the first first like four months of the year, I was playing nonstop soul stuff, really getting into that. I have to play those when my wife's on a business trip or something, because I just become a raging like rap cauldron <laughs> when I'm playing some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so when I went into Tunic, I was expecting just oh, the chillest, fezziest, wow. funnest light thing. Uh, it's like so. I was like, oh my! I'll play. I'll chill? be at the controls, and my wife will be here. She loves Fez. It's I've heard yeah. it's kind of like Fez, but Zelda. It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but that combat was just like too stiff, like too it, hard for me in that state. Mm. I couldn't vibe out with it the way I wanted. I was just like, man, this is really tough. Like this is oh, kind man. of intense. Okay. So I'm okay. in the Souls space when I'm playing this, but my wife's here. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> It put me in like I I can't play this when when like this like I can't I can't engage with this game the way I wanted to so I and I also feel like I kind of wandered into areas of that game like in the wrong order like it's no, just like that's, oh that's you encouraged didn't. you can do that yeah but it's like oh I fought all my way down here with all my consumable firecrackers or whatever sure. and then there's just like a pink barrier that I don't know what to do with so I guess I just screwed up like it it kind of made me feel like I brained myself on a wall in that game yeah early I had the same so, problem actually 
Are you talking yeah. about the quarry by chance? You found your way down there. You're like, oh my oh, god, the what the fuck? Am I and it's like, to? oh, yeah. I should have gone into this other room, and there's a page that explains all this stuff like yeah. way earlier. I was like, man, I wish I did that before I got so mad at this game. Uh, so I, I haven't uninstalled it. I'm I'm open to giving it another go in a totally different state of mind, but it just didn't click the way I wanted at the time. So, so sure. it, I went into it with a lot of like, this is like Jeff Gersman's favorite game of the year. I got to check yeah. it out. And it's like, oh, I I don't understand. Like, it, it looks Fair. like Link's Awakening for the Switch, kind of cute and fuzzy, but it, mm. it's it's punching me in the nose, and I didn't think it would do that. So mm. that that's why I feel that way about it. I, I'm sure it's actually good. I just couldn't get over the hump so no yeah. that's fair we've had games like that before i'm not i'm not gonna lie though this was actually from what i remember of you liking fez so much i had this kind of pegged as your game of the year yeah <laughs> oh no it i went in with hopes but it it bounced right off me uh, i will say but, there there are accessibility options in there where you can turn the fighting pretty much off like you can make yourself oh. invincible so okay. that might be an avenue to go down i know a ton of people don't care about that combat and they just want the puzzle maybe that's what you need to I'm do me. that's me I think that combat is okay. Um, I kind of, I don't necessarily, listen, Tunic is straight up one of my games of the year. I'm just going to tell you I now. I figured it that would be. Yeah. That combat is kind of bad in some spots, just straight up. Some of those I just got like old school Zelda charm and I was okay with dealing hey. with that, but over and over, it's like, oh man, these One of those boss back. fights is garbage. One of those boss fights is fucking terrible and I, it's indefensibly bad. So oh, okay. I get it. I, yeah. I understand your reasoning. I will say like, this I, one I, I gave way more time than than midnight fight this was like no no i want to crack the code and i feel like i felt about like bloodborne seven years ago when i just didn't get it it's it's that kind of thing sure i went through it i did on default i kept the combat as is i, I didn't have an issue with it but i do think it's sh- where it shines is the puzzle and the, the yeah. whole manual thing so if turning the combat off will get you back I- into what's important about the game i think you should try that yeah yeah agreed uh, we said my number one already. That was Pokemon Violet. Oh, so th- and yeah, in that case, we've said the community's number one because it's Pokemon <laughs> Violet slash Scarlet. Yep. Not surprised. <laughs> All right. Three votes, so I think that means it, it is, in fact, the most disappointing. Game. It gets thrown in the volcano. It would be fun to find where it is on the actual game of the year list because I can guarantee it's in that top ten somewhere. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if it is. Yeah, I'm, I am I won't look until we get there, but yeah, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> The inverse to the disappointing game of the year is surprise of the year. So something that it, this I is have a, a this, lot of these this is a positive <laughs> surprise. So maybe you weren't expecting okay. it. It came out of nowhere. Something you had low expectations for and you were pleasantly pleased. That's this next category. Okay. I'm sorry. I have eight of these. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> shit. It's not a surprise over Let, there. I'll pair it what down to state. six. I can pair it down to six. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I have three. Just like every other category. <laughs> uh, my number three, uh, since we talked about Pokemon, Pokemon Legend Arceus. Because yeah. I'm going to be okay. real, I had zero expectations for that because they were being really weird about that. Because it's like it was the first open world thing. Like the internet was crapping on it because that's what the internet does to Pokemon games. I had zero positive expectations for this. And then suddenly when it came out, I was like, oh no, this is actually really good. Like a lot of people were like actually praising it. A lot of my friends are like, no, I, we like, there's not really many issues with it. Some pop up. That's it. And just like, it just generally got good praise, especially for their first time seeming to do like an open world style game. The bit I played of it on stream, I liked as well. So I was like, okay, this actually seems genuinely interesting 
And it's nice to see like a what I thought was a spinoff. Apparently, it's considered a mainline game now. Uh, ended up actually being pretty cool. And that's also part of why Violet and Scarlet kind of sting a bit, I assume, because that one was also this year and uh, launched a lot smoother. So that was my number three. I will, to add on to that, I just, like Pokemon Legends Arceus is the best Pokemon game that came out this year, it, in my opinion. And I think it is so cool that they took such a <laughs> crazy chance with it and they mixed up the formula completely. Like even Scarlet and Violet go back to the typical, you're like a 10 year old kid becoming a master trainer or whatever. This one is completely new story. New stakes are going on. It like, it's so interesting. You can, the Pokemon can attack you and you can get knocked out, which is cool. And they, they removed that aspect of it too from Scarlet and Violet legends is it's, it, it's what I've been asking. I like shake Pokemon up in please even just a little bit and, and they did that so legends is very cool yeah uh How okay do you go i'll just Paul? give it <laughs> no i'll just give it a shout out hooked on you existing is dumb that is a stupid thing the dead by daylight <laughs> visual novel thing um so it was just surprising also the quarry because uh the quarry i wasn't expecting that they were gonna do a kind of until dawn thing and then they did a kind of until dawn thing, even though they're doing the dark pictures anthology at the same time. And it kind of came out like a few months after they announced it. That was just kind of cool. Surprising. You would say the quarry is fun. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I'm, I'm just really happy. This game escaped the most disappointing category. I thought it would be on there. Uh, Saints row for me. Uh, the new one. Oh yeah. That I, was this year. Yeah. I uh, I went in with really low expectations because of the meta score and uh, Gertzman was pretty uh, unflinching and hating it. Uh, I kind of liked it. I, I was like, oh, it's kind of like one and two. I like those games. Uh, it was a little glitchy. I had a really, really buggy time. Uh, I yeah. did all the side activities, though, and got that skyscraper, uh, which unlocked a B-52's music video thing. And then the game crashed to <laughs> desktop. So it's kind of bad. <laughs> But I, I I got into like a open world groove with it. I like that you could collect weird oddities in the open world with your camera and they just appear back at your base. I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, the roommates that you're helping out are kind of just a fun little group of characters. Yeah, it just kind of brought me back to 2008, I guess, when two came out. I was like, oh, it's kind of like that. That's I like that game. So, yeah, I wasn't I was surprised it was it was as fun as. I, I, it was, I guess I, I wasn't expecting it to be good. So I thought it was good. Yeah. I just didn't play it because of all the, <laughs> the bad press it was getting. Um, I, it is on my to playlist for sure, especially cause it has co-op and I'm hoping it just is in better shape by the time I clear up some co-ops. Really time. technically crazy when I was playing it, but I was yeah. like, ah, whatever. Like we just got a new video card. I'm going to see how this, Oh wow. Occasionally this looks horrible. And then it figures it out <laughs> for like half an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I, I It got me back into open world crime game stuff for a little while there. Like it kicked off a GTA 5 replay for me and stuff. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, my number three. And let me just preface this. This is a bad game, but my expectations uh-huh. were so in the dirt. The fact that I didn't hate myself playing it says something. And that is <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. Hey. Wow. Uh, I'll definitely this was at talk one point in, on my game of the year. 
<laughs> at one point. Um, it's on my I, pile of shame. Like I kind of wanted to look at it. It looked. I was just. I am fascinated with this game. Every time they have a good idea, they shoot themselves in both feet. And Sonic Whoa. is a character all about feet. So think about that. <laughs> just bloody um, shoes as he yep. runs around. The, for every w- one step forward, it takes two step back, and you're just like, w- okay, what? But you can't you can't focus on it long enough because there's something else that's going to confuse you. But you know what? It might be <laughs> my favorite Sonic game. But again, okay, that's a ve- good part. That's a very low floor. <laughs> Sonic is a, has a very low floor and a very low ceiling. Like the, that room is like this tall. So I don't know. It was my number three surprise of the year. Okay. Reminder to people that if you sign up for the Patreon, you will be hearing our extensive thoughts on that soon. Yes, we are recording that episode next week, so d- definitely come back for that. Yeah, a little taste of things to come, I guess. Uh, the communities number three was split between three different. There was a tie between three. It was Vampire Survivors, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Okay. All surprises, yeah. Yeah. Um, um oh yeah you yeah surprise number two surprise of the year yep. number two for me metal hell singer um nice. for a couple reasons on this one one it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere uh two it just kind of had its own soundtrack including a bunch of artists i'd heard of such as serge and i was just genuinely surprised about that three the soundtrack's great four i actually hated the game the first time i played it and okay, then sure. <laughs> uh i played it on xbox and i did not like it i it just felt control like it felt like it was fighting me the entire time. So then uh, people were like, you should probably try it. Just like try it on a different platform. And I got a sponsored segment to do it. So I was like, okay, I'm literally getting paid to try this now. So I might as well just do it. And then it turns out, yeah, keyboard and mouse, absolutely the way to play that game. Cause I, my, yeah. my experience with that game was night and day. It I was heard people so say much better playing it with a keyboard and mouse. And I'm usually the kind of person who hates playing shooters with a keyboard and mouse. Nope, that was absolutely the way to play that game for me. It just made we're turning so him, chat. Better. We're turning him. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't try. I still play Fortnite with a controller. Nice try. Right, do so you? Do I. So yeah. do I. Controller for life. All right. Ugh, controllers. Yeah. No. So like, just I. This one's kind of on here doubly because one, it felt like it came out of nowhere and was just like a pleasant surprise, and two, like I literally did not like it, and then found out. Yeah. No, I just played it wrong. It was a. It was a, the rare case of like you played it wrong. Mm. But playing it the right way actually was correct. The right way. The right way for me was was that. So, yeah. That's sure. how I got on my list. Nice. Cool. Um, again, I'll just give a shout out. Dwarf Fortress coming out. Good for them. That that thing is actually a game now. Uh, and it's not just ASCII art. So that's really, really cool. That was surprising that that came out. Um, was a big surprise. That's probably going to be the, the Steam on release, the 2022 yeah. game of the year next year for me. Because nice. I need to dive hundreds of hours into that at some point good, uh, good bloodborne <laughs> bloodborne psx uh oh right F- i was like oh, wait, yeah. seven years ago but yeah that, thi- right. <laughs> that thing just kind of came out of nowhere just a fun indie like playstation uh demake of that game that i think gets cut it gets it right and like how that game probably should be or how it would look on the playstation and how it moves and stuff down to there there's a wobble programmed in for like the weird old playstation like wobble sound for the music and everything that thing's just super cool and uh, aren't they I working on a cart that. racer now i think so yeah I that was were, a meme they were and on then that at the same time yeah 
it was a meme and then they're like yeah no we're working on that because <laughs> why not yeah <laughs> It was crazy coming off of 150 hours of real Bloodborne and then playing that. It's just like, oh, no, this is different. Like, it's starting to change. Yeah. What is this yeah. place? <laughs> there wasn't a, like, lamp here. It's like, I oh, don't know. Yeah, and there's, like, enough different in there that it isn't just like, oh, yeah, I recognize this exactly. You're still kind of, like, having to look around a little bit because it's different enough, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, that thing's awesome. Uh, silver medal for me. I was gonna keep this really close to the chest. Reveal it late in the show. It was like a what? He played this. He liked it. Uh, high on life. Uh, recent release. <laughs> well, I've uh-huh. been seeing you on my friends list playing this for like a week. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I think it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> like I, I enjoy funny. a lot of these gags. Uh, I, Space I, I think it's fun. I think it's yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been really digging a lot about that. I'll, I'll elaborate on it later, but it actually cracked the, the big list. So, okay. uh, I just, I like Solar Opposites. I like Rick and Morty. They made a video game for me. It didn't debut well at like at trade shows. I felt like, I, or I was hearing yeah. Jeff Gersman talk shit on it as it was being revealed at like, uh, that tracks. Like Jeff Keighley or whatever. It was like, Hey, look at this at like Gamescom. Uh, I was like, Oh, so bad first impression, low meta score, but then it's like, Oh, I, I just kind of like it. I just like I think it, it so. broke the like record for Game Pass players in like the first week. It's now like the number one game. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't hear that. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's take, doing taking very the sting well. out of the purchase price like that definitely helped ease all of that. It's just like, oh, I'll definitely try this out. And then, sure. oh, I like it. It was a was a nice surprise. So I got to ask, though, at, near the beginning of the game, did you kill the kid or not? First time through, I did not kill the kid. I've completed two playthroughs now. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> you went back to kill that kid. You made sure. I went back and killed that kid. I totally I, I did. killed the kid. I think it's pretty funny when you kill the kid. It's pretty good when you kill the kid. I was yeah. like, oh, there's an achievement for it. It's true. Fallout <laughs> does not let you do that. It's yeah, it's that's the name accurate, of the achievement. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, my second place goes to Marvel Snap. Um, this kind of came out of nowhere and is like unreasonably good in how tightly it's designed. Um I was kind of like card game, like we're like a trading card game, building your own deck. I was kind of tired of that a bit. It's it's such a big sink to do it. But this one was just simple enough. And the way that they changed the the play fields and that's kind of the main uh, variable in there is really smart and leads to a lot of fun stuff to the point where like I made multiple decks and I never do that. Um it was pretty crazy how it just like got its hooks in me pretty immediately. I will say, though, the seasons lasting just a month is absurd. <laughs> that is crazy. And there's no way I'm paying ten dollars for a month long battle pass. Um, but either way, like I, I so I've actually put no money in Marvel Snap. So I'm the real winner here. But yeah, that's a that was quite surprising to me. That's one of the ones I deleted because I knew that you would probably talk about it. So I was like, yeah, that's going to get it. <laughs> that's going to get its moment. It's fine. Uh, the community number two was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I told you. I fucking told you. <laughs> is it a okay. bad surprise, though? I don't know. Like, it's good. Oh, we, no. This isn't is what I wanted. Because disappointing is like the bad surprise. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. They're like both Pokemon games are on the game of the year list for. for uh, oh, I'm sure. For the yeah. They're probably. If, if they're not, I'll be stunned. All right, uh, my number one surprise of the year. I have a feeling it's probably on someone else's too. Trombone Champ. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. I guess I am the only one. <laughs> uh, just 
it, I haven't like it feels like it's been a while since there's been like a hero style rhythm game, just kind of something that focused on sure. one instrument. The trombone being the the instrument of choice is just really funny. The most heroic like, of instruments, yes. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just really funny to just hear all these songs done in trombones. The modding community has had a field day with this game. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the the One Winged Angel video where they literally have <laughs> yep. Sephiroth impale someone with a trombone and the yep. shot for shot <laughs> recreation of Take On Me, including yep. the drawing segments. It's just incredible. Oh, like this game will live on way longer because the community is just going wild with it. But Absolutely. like it's just it it has a weird amount of depth to it because of like all the yeah. the trombone points or whatever you need to unlock the actual meta story. Like genuinely surprised by that game. Like oh, honestly, so you got like the true ending and stuff, and like the final boss fight and all that's like the final song or whatever. You did all yeah. that. I have not done all that, so even that you, is still a surprise to me. But I have heard you should do some it. of it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I've heard some is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Man, that should have been on my list for this. You're right. That was good. Uh, my number one was Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Just I thought that was yeah. a re-release, and that was a whole new bunch of stuff. That was awesome. That's the, that's the definition of surprise. Like that's the right. whole point of that thing. Yeah, that's a that was pleasantly surprising. Yeah, See, I, uh, I feel bad because that it didn't make my surprise list because I knew they had told us that they were adding new stuff. So. Mm. but apparently I was like the only one when we did the Patreon one that remembered that <laughs> or paid attention. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> uh, gold medal for me is arcade paradise. Uh, I had no mm. knowledge of that thing until I was watching a big video of it. It's like, Oh, you run a laundromat, but there's an arcade and like something about games within games is just one of my favorite things. <laughs> like since I played day of the yep. tentacle and it had maniac mansion in it, it was like, Oh, that's oh, yeah. genius. Uh, so the idea of like, oh, I'm going to play like solitaire in my office in my arcade is just like, this is great. I love I love this. So, so many little things. There's some terrible games in there, but that sort of felt true, too, of just like, yeah, there's some total dog shit games that came out. You put a quarter in there and you're just bummed out at the bus at the bus depot or whatever. Like that has happened to me. So it had just like a charm all over it with just like the nostalgia, like retro aesthetic and the weird music in that game and everything it just it just really pulled me in for a long time so i like it i thought i thought it was really really good so you like games within games how do you feel about movies within games i love movies within games. okay <laughs> oh, and, you, and you like high on life a bit did no how favorite. many movies have you watched i have watched of- two full movies yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. i was running into technical issues with with like uh it going black screen after the first commercial break oh, okay. uh i think because i was opening a portal out and then sitting down to watch Tiny Tim as a crazy clown. And it's like, no, oh, okay. you you have like a foot out the door already. You've told the game I'm not interested oh, or something, okay. I think is what's happening. I, oh, uh, I so did the you, movie theater one. What, what's the name of that movie? Uh, Demon Wind, Demon which is <laughs> is with commentary by Red Letter Media. Or yes, that was that was pretty fun. I definitely a, left that on, too. A bad uh, like evil spoof. dead yeah. rip off it's, yeah that movie sucks but i watched it's pretty I bad there and watched an, that an hour and a half of that movie inside the game 
Blood Harvest, I was like, I have to see this. I had no idea Tiny Tim was in a movie. This is this should never have happened. And then I had to I had to watch that. So I've seen yeah. Tammy and the T-Rex in real life before. So I'm I have in real life Wait, also. Are, so are all these movies actually in yeah. Yeah. the game? There are four yeah, full movies in that. You might have game. actually started selling me on <laughs> high on life here now. And, <laughs> and like Nathan said, one of them, they had the Red Letter Media guys do a full commentary track. That, on that's it, what so. kind of got my interest. I'm like, oh, man, I love Red Letter Media. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the uh, movie it, it's super weird watching the movies on the couch because, like, depending who's there, like, you'll get a little bit from the character Gene and Laura Silverman will talk occasionally too if she's there. But it's like, oh, you kind of got a time when you're sitting down to watch this bad movie for maximum comments. It's weird. But I will also say, at least, thing. at least for the movie theater one, um, the audio mixing sucks. <laughs> kind of sucks yeah, yeah i was like do i have to sit closer to these guys yeah. i yeah. can't even like, hear it they're quiet or sometimes the movie's too loud also i think the commentary is not in sync with the movie at some times mm. like they're they were like ahead by just a bit so yeah it's it's not great but it is a thing it, you can do in concept great so yeah yeah but yeah surprises my biggest surprise of the year was vampire survivors sure uh, because I that think game. I'd heard too much before I played it, like is yeah. what happened to me because it's it, it was great. Yeah, I don't even really know what to say. Like this thing kind of came out of nowhere and it's one of the biggest games of the whole year. It's just so well designed. They just keep designing on it. It's pocket change in price. Like every part of it is just like it is. I think what's so surprising is how fun it is on such a simple concept and like how much replayability you can really like you can just lose hours into this thing um so that's my definitely agreed yeah that's my biggest surprise and the community's biggest surprise by a landslide not even close almost double the second there is sonic frontiers oh not surprised all right uh next category is audio of the year this can be audio design this can be music if it makes a sound, you can incorporate that. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's go through that, John. All right. Uh, I have four here. Special shout out to Trombone Champ because, yep. again, <laughs> they took all those songs and did them in with a trombone, especially ones that do not usually go like that, which was just great. But my actual number three is River City Girls 2. Uh, okay. I really, I have like my guilty pleasure is kind of like pop music like early pop music and like that soundtrack Nothing guilty is just about that kind of all that and it's like really well done and the first game soundtrack was that but they brought back the first game soundtrack and added a bunch of really strong tracks to go with it like the first like the opening theme song is great like the first boss pre-boss fight theme the actual like reference songs to like older games such as river city ransom and stuff like that just just really really sounds great so like between the pop music between the um like the the old remixes and just like in general solid solid soundtrack yeah that's a great one uh my number three was teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge because it reminds me of my childhood in like every way it's just perfect in how it sounds Uh, I think bronze medal for me here is going to be Arcade Paradise, uh, mostly for all the music on the jukebox and stuff or just ambiently playing. It's like they wrote a bunch of songs that are kind of reminding you of things, you know, like, oh, like, uh, oh, what is that? 
Oh, it'd be like Kid Rock is playing or something. But you're like, wait, if you listen to it, it's not at all. It's it can't be. But it's kind of like supposed to be mid nineties. Uh, what is that? I'm trying to think of this one rap group that was too live crew. No, Eminem. <laughs> no, to sorry, I should have I should have mentally prepared better. No whatever it, it it it's just a nice milieu of weird nonsense there's kind of fake Eurobeat dance stuff in there too uh you will hear some of these way too much though if you're trying to get all the achievements on like the fake dance dance revolution game uh mm. but it didn't drive me insane so yeah it, it was still generally good but i guess that's why it's third place not first place uh i will remember in like five minutes and okay it'll be useless yeah <laughs> Uh, my number three is is Pokemon Violet. Uh, okay. Yeah. One of the first Pokemons in a long time where I've actually looked up some of the songs on YouTube um, just to like listen to them. Shout out to the Star Grunt battle theme. <laughs> that thing slaps. Holy smokes. I'm about to put that on my phone so I can listen to it more <laughs> often. Um, arguably the best aspect of that game. <laughs> That's not the one that Toby Fox did that track, right? Because I think he did the raid theme. I thought he did like the overworld music. He did a bunch. Okay, I don't know. I tried looking it up and I couldn't find a definitive answer. I was getting a lot of uh, like news articles announcing that he's working on the track and that was kind of muddying the search results. So I'm not sure. Um, Number three for community was Splatoon three. I'm yeah, surprised. I felt like a little music. Yeah, but I felt a little disappointed in this one because I felt like twos they had put so much into it. It felt la- like felt like if stuff was missing. I, but I guess the three will be like they'll catch up eventually. Yeah. Um, my number two, which was already mentioned, uh, Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Solid soundtrack. Like the game <laughs> music itself is great. Uh, just the couple of uh, artists they got in there, like Mega Ran and stuff like that, just did great jobs. I was uh, did T Lopez do the the soundtrack? I forget think he was on this i don't know Ghostface killers in there uh, yeah, yeah no Rick a won. bunch a bunch of surprise artists were on there and they just yeah. did a like a bunch of great stuff so like it's I, fantastic I, solid solid ass soundtrack for sure my number two was also mentioned and it was trombone champ <laughs> there we go baby man that game is so good for like all the reasons <laughs> you said holy crap it's so good <laughs> uh now that the cat's out of the bag, I will I will put it at number two. Uh, high on life, I love hearing that guy talk. <laughs> put that gun on frequent. Just just talk to me all all game. What's your go to uh, gun or comedian? I should say. Oh man, I I definitely played more with creature on playthrough two, uh, and that gun's actually good too. Like the have you gotten Tim? I think it's Tim Davidson. Tim Robinson. Like, yeah sure i haven't gotten that one yet no okay yeah uh he's pretty good uh but kenny's out there a lot i'm hearing justin roiland everywhere i go because he's also (laughs) like additional voices on almost every tv show uh right yeah i'm okay with that i i am not mad at that at all so yeah that that was a positive audio experience for me and tobacco did music in it which is also great (laughs) uh my number two is citizen sleeper uh, this yeah. is definitely on the like chill lo-fi. Um, I wouldn't like listen to this kind of mm-hmm. on its own, but it's just perfect for like the ambience and you're, you're on this like desolate space station in space and everything kind of sucks there. And it's 
the the music just like fits it perfectly and it's just like such a it's such a vibe like when i think back of like playing this kind of late at night with the lights down and just it's the music really helps that game communities number two was kirby and the forgotten land for best audio i will say that did have some pretty good music so i'll agree with that one yeah it was good all right my number one which i have a feeling is also paul's is metal hellsinger yeah (laughs) there it is there we go we were in sync on this one pretty much (laughs) Just like I said, this is the exact same. <laughs> it's a different spot. Metal Health Singer, fantastic soundtrack. Uh, great vocals, just great beats. Just like it works great with the combat of the game. It builds up when you're doing great. It makes you feel awesome when you're doing good. Yeah. And it makes you feel like you need to try harder when you're doing bad. Just awesome. Just fantastic to hear like i'm glad they went and made their own unique soundtrack for it it's like it's stuff uniquely made for the game and it sounds really good so really recommend and it, it doesn't like heavy metal music it doesn't get hit either for um like mm. internet stuff so it's just a great alternative for just like i need something to play while i go grab water or something let's listen to surge again <laughs> i still have to listen to that track i haven't gotten to that one i stopped early yeah that track is yeah, where you where that track happens is fantastic. I think you'll really like that part. Yeah, Nathan, it's you. That, yeah, oh my gosh. Well, we both had the same game. Yeah. Oh right, right. Um, so this was the entry point to this series for me, so that might have gotten a boost over the previous ones. Uh, I really dug the music in Splatoon three because uh, <laughs> I'd never played previous Splatoon, so oh, wow, it, okay. it just kind of brought me into that whole crazy like a vibe they have going on in that game. So I I was really happy with it. I went back, played the first game. It's like, oh, there's some of this here, but it's yeah, I I, it was my introduction. So I was I was really, really happy. If anything's wrong with it, though, there's like a super awesome song in like the tutorial levels and you can never go back to the tutorial levels. You said this when the game came out or whatever. Yeah. Since then, I hadn't played the single player stuff. I have played it since. And when that track played, I'm like, this has to be it because this is fucking awesome. <laughs> and it, is- you can't <laughs> revisit it. Like, I went back through every level and like single part. It's like, where's that song? It's like, no, it was only in the intro. And you yeah. have to start a new game entirely to ever see it again. It's like, that's weird. Sucks. What a bummer. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I kind of looked into it a little bit. There's like six composers on this game. One of them, though, does have like rhythm heaven ties. So like I'm attributing mm. some of what I'm really digging to that. Uh, but who knows? It, it's a great collaboration anyway. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I hope they bring back some of the band, the bands they made for Splatoon 2, because like they had they had like bluegrass, they had chiptune, they had techno, okay. they, they hit all these crazy genres and that's what I that's the thing that's why three didn't hit my list was because like two spoiled me too much. I love mm. two soundtrack way too much to be like three. You got to catch up, man. Come on. OK, I, I didn't have that context. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm glad you mentioned Rhythm Heaven because my favorite audio of the year is Melatonin. Had a feeling. This, nice. This is Rhythm Heaven. This is the latest Rhythm Heaven game. It's pretty much in the Rhythm Heaven franchise. If you like Rhythm Heaven, you need to play Melatonin because they just stole that whole game. Um, it's really good. I mean, I I would love to, it looks great. Like there's more to this game that's great than just the audio, but the music is quite good, too. <laughs> um, and they do the great thing of at the end of the stage, 
all the stages in that world get mixed together into a final song for you to combat. And that's fantastic. And you, you have to each each stage, you have to do a practice one, then like a re, then like a regular, then a hard. And each of those build the song further and they'll like speed up tracks and it still sounds great. Like it is the music is awesome. Nice. Community number one was Xenoblade Chronicles three by Not a landslide. Not surprised. All right, and and the rap group I couldn't remember was Cypress Hill. <laughs> oh, oh Cypress insane Hill. In the membrane. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, couldn't couldn't find it. All right. All right, our next category is our newest category debuting this year is cozy or wholesome game of the year. This is a game that's just you can chill out with. It's, maybe there's it's not very stressful. It's you know it's a game maybe you play at night or in bed, something like that. It's a warm blanket to play or come back to. Well, then my number three is going to be really stupid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Trombone chase. My, my number three? No. <laughs> no, that's on the list, though. Uh, okay. My number three for wholesome game of the year, Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So my logic was like, yo, let's take something that usually like is going around destroying stuff constantly, like giant monsters, and let's just give them the most wholesome thing. Now they like have to cro- like water fields so they don't like run out of food. Now they have to like stop disasters now they have to just fight each other for fun and amusement and you just take care of them it's just weird taking like this thing that i always love so much about ultraman and godzilla and just like these monsters that just fight and wreck things to be like yeah now now we just kind of we just kind of have them we just raise them now we're friends with them <laughs> did great. you watch shin ultraman that came uh, out this year shin ultraman no i'm behind on ultraman but uh, i got this year for my birthday and christmas like the ultraman blu-ray sets so i've got like sick Ultra Q, Ultraman, uh, Ultraman Ace, and a bunch of other stuff to watch there. Nice. Nice. Um, Wholesome. Okay. Uh, shout out to Point P, but Tinykin was my number three. Okay. Right on. I yeah. played a little bit of that, and it seemed wholesome, but uh, I didn't I didn't see enough of it. So. Fair Great enough. Game. Uh, Real good. Yeah, it was one of our TDP Plus games. Oh, yeah. uh, it, I... My whole thing, it was sold to me by it being like, this is, uh, what the hell is that Pikmin. series called? Pick, this is Pikmin, Pikmin, but like, it'll be on PC, so I'll try it out or whatever. And it's more platformy, more moving around, because I don't like Pikmin at all. So this <laughs> one clicked with me. It's like, oh, okay. this is if I like Pikmin. I get it now. Uh, yeah, it was super fun. Annoying parts, but like, I never was so annoyed that I was like, oh, this is ruined for me, or like I was unchill. I was chill the whole time. Get, running around like as a soap bar surfing, <laughs> that's just great. Yep. It feels good. Yeah. It's wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. <laughs> uh my my wholesome number three was uh Return to Monkey Island. I uh sure. thought the framing narrative of Guybrush telling his kid tales is kind of just a cute way to introduce that. Yeah. I uh, just, you know nice vibrant art style and just kind of throw back to that kind of reflecting on the whole series hanging out with your Uh, old friends yeah yeah it it, it had a very uh kind of warm fuzzy vibe to it so yeah despite some crazy things guybrush gets up to (laughs) but they at least sort of address (laughs) that in the final act just like that was screwed up what you did it's like yeah it was but i'll i'll get into that in uh in a little bit Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. It may have cracked the top ten. Maybe. My number three uh, wholesome game of the year is Citizen Sleeper. 
I kind of touched sure. on it with the audio, but it's, it, I mean, it's a visual novel. Uh, that genre is basically cozy for the most part, um, just from the nature of it. But yeah, the, the art style is great. The, the music's great. The characters are fantastic and the stories are so well written and, and touching and sad and at times, but it, I really love kind of just being in that world. And I love that they keep putting out free DLC. All right. Cozy game for community. Sorry. Number three was stray. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, we joked about it earlier, but trombone champs is my number two. Okay. Just <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it it just feels like you're like a kid who's just getting into like an instrument. You're just like it's your first time. You're learning. You're going to lessons, and now you got to go yeah. do the national anthem. It, it it this is the game that kind of gave me high school vibes, despite not yeah. even like playing the trombone growing up. I was a saxophone player, but like there's oh, just something about ones? it that just what? <laughs> said, oh, you're one of those ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a band kid. So yeah, it just it just gave me like like vibes of like growing up and just like learning instruments and stuff like that. And that's just like, that felt really cozy and wholesome to me. So. Sure. Yeah, man, that game, I should have considered that game for more things because yeah, that <laughs> game was fantastic. Honestly, it's really good. Um, my number two was cult of the lamb. That game okay. was just super fun. And, uh, I really just like the like integration to get your friends in on there as you're like, cult people or whatever and just ah i don't know it was like a more I, I basic binding of isaac or something yeah yeah cults cozy. notoriously cozy yeah and it was just like it's that style that aesthetic of like really cute but like dark and morbid and twisted which is like perfect for me i love that <laughs> shit so much sure uh, I guess I, yeah, I agree with the community. I, I put stray at number two. Uh, okay. like I know that game has some weird, like more aggro stuff than it should maybe with like <laughs> monsters and <laughs> running around in stealth and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there's times where you get to just curl up with a robot that's playing guitar. Uh, and that's nice and just find a pillow somewhere or scratch a tree. Uh, and then kind of some extracurricular stuff, too, of just like making the game meow. And then my cat kind of goes, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <in my room?" laughs> so sure, it, yeah. it was fun to try to mess with him a little bit via video game. Uh, so, yeah, like way more robots than I thought. But I kind of like robots also. Maybe just with Daft Punk breaking up. It's like I'm also <laughs> wanting this a lot. So this I can feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, my number two is the Frog Detective trilogy. Oh, nice. Okay, because uh, the number because the third game dropped this year, and then they they released it kind of as a trilogy on everything. Uh, Frog Detective is some of like the best writing c- comedy writing I've experienced in a game. In just how like dry and simple it is, but how effective it is. Uh, the designers like know exactly what they're doing and each game gets better and better and they do callbacks to the other ones that are pretty funny. I'd say each one is like 45 minutes to an hour. So try and play them all as close together as you can. But it's so nice just being this happy little frog in the third game. You get a scooter. So that's cool. And you can just scooter around. And yeah, it's all the characters are funny and silly and the stuff that's going on 
they're it's they're, like no one's actually in peril but it's like oh man someone ruined the party we need the frog detective here <laughs> and <laughs> it's it is so wholesome and it, it, i just i think it's extremely funny and, and i had such a good time with that trilogy nice uh the community's number two was pokemon scarlet slash violet <laughs> All right. Super holes. Yeah. Told you. you. Yeah. All right. My number one for wholesome and cozy game of the year, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Because honestly, just rolling around in just a giant pile of desserts that just look really tasty the whole time. It's it's nice. Nice feeling. That game is fun. Yeah. For what it was, it was just like a little small mini game thing. Just like a fun little thing to bust out every now and then. Just drive around some food. I wish oh. that thing was free so that I could just like force all of my friends to like, yeah, just download it and let's play together. Like, yeah, as a free game, I think it would have done pretty good, but that would require would them good. actually like putting more content in, I feel. But, For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, my number one was Power Wash Simulator. Sure. Just yeah, I can see that. Spent a lot, a lot of time just putting on some music or a podcast and like after a long day, just literally power washing something <laughs> while I listen to people talk about something. And then when that's done, it's like, the, I did uh, that. The work bell <laughs> going off is like, oh, job's done. I guess I'm going to bed now or whatever. <laughs> Just, yeah, super fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe not fun. Cozy. It is cozier than it is fun, I would say. I mean, there is something like very pleasing about just like satisfying like satisfying about like removing a whole bunch of mud in the exact shape of the spray. Like that just feels good. Yeah, yeah it's true. It did get to be a little bit much when it's like clean this like ancient Aztec temple or something. It's like, oh, this is going to take me like an actual re- week of real time work. <laughs> it, yeah, I'd be but like I did it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one for me, I guess, I, I think it's just because I had arcade memories baked into me when I was like six. Went to the Castle Fun Park, then called Wonderland uh, outside Abbotsford and just bonded with a bunch of games of questionable quality. Uh, so <laughs> Arcade Paradise gave me the chance to like work sure. there in a way and just kind of really immerse myself in that. Uh, and you also have a laundromat, which is kind of fun uh, for a bit, but you're glad you're getting rid of it. Uh, but yeah, just just the patterns of the carpets, the kind of whole vibe of that game is was very nostalgic and cozy in a way that I liked. So yeah, time machine a bit back to simpler times i guess nice uh yeah it, it was it was pretty sharp so yeah and you can play solitaire in it which uh was also yep. there you go <laughs> <laughs> i told you that's how you could have got it on the game of the year list yeah i mean I figured a way uh my cozy game of the year is a little to the left oh uh this is basically just an organization game they give you a like nicely drawn mess of stuff and you have to figure out how can i organize these the stages often have multiple solutions so it might not just be like the tallest book to the smallest book maybe the spines of the book need to all match in some kind of way or you need to put all the colors together Uh, the the music is nice the audio design is nice some great like sound effects when you when you succeed and you get the stars and whatnot and every now and then like your cat will come in and just mess up what you were doing. So you got to like shoo the cat's paw away so that you can get back to like organizing all the postcards. If you're a fan of unpacking, this will probably, you know, hit a lot of the same kind of nerves that that uh, were tickled in the last year. So that's a little to the left. Cool. And the number one for the community was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. 
Yeah, not surprised on that. Makes sense. All right, this next one, I don't think Nathan will have a list, but um, this is the Patreon game of the year where we pick our top three games that you guys paid for us to play. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> You're welcome to if you somehow do have a list. <laughs> but, there uh, is a list in the chat here for what it's worth that yeah. John posted a bit ago. I can oh, pay, okay. post it here again for you, Nathan, if you want. Here, there's, <laughs> there's a list right um, there. And for listeners and viewers, uh, the actual 12 games we are choosing, which uh, we did for Patreon, uh, December 2021, because we usually do the game of the year in December. Yeah. Uh, Balan Wonderworld. January, Neo, The World Ends With You. February, Kana Bridge of Spirits. March, WarioWare Gold. April, F-Zero-X. May, The Secret of Monkey Island. June, The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. July, Neon White. August, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. September, Tinykin. October, Splatoon 3. And November was Shovel Knight Dig. John, what's your third favorite game that someone paid you to play All right, on so our I, show? I will clarify that some of these I missed and was not on for those shows. So my list is keeping that in mind. So out of the shows I was on for, uh, my number three for patreon game of the year was f0x for the n64 game i grew up with loved absolutely love i've always loved f-zero and that's one of the best entries in the series uh just it brings up nostalgia it just it feels so tight it goes shockingly fast for the n64 of all systems just a genuinely fun game agreed uh my number three was neo the world ends with you i just really like that thing in a way that i don't necessarily think I was expecting. I just wish I had put a little bit more into it, but it's one of those games where it's, it's quite long. Yeah. 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 So, you know, but what I played, I actually really enjoyed quite a bit. All right, Nathan, from this list, what's your third favorite yeah, game? Num- number three, uh, Secret of Monkey Island. It's a good one. Uh, did you play it with the voice acting? Or <laughs> I, I did. the old original? Okay. Okay. I did the, the voice, voice acting. acting. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Voice acting, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, my number three is uh, WarriorWare Gold, uh, a game that I just okay. skipped because uh, it was on an old handheld that I had abandoned to the closet. Um, <laughs> but it's one of the best WarioWares, far superior to the most recent WarioWare. What? I mean, I will agree with him on that. But we're like, uh, it, yeah, it's I'll, almost I'll, cheating because Gold too. was basically a greatest hits version. It yep. was. Yeah. yeah. And I have the community responses that uh, the patrons, this is just the patron community was allowed to vote on. This was number three was a tie between Splatoon 3 and Neo The World Ends With You. Good choices. Yep. My number two, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. I love the Klonoa series. So just finding out we actually got a remake after I don't know how many years. And in the case of like Klonoa 2, like a re-release since there has not been one for that period. It's just really nice. It's just a nice, cozy puzzle platforming series that gets weirdly dark at times. It's just it's just like a fun counterbalance to Kirby, I guess, for for as much as uh, Kirby Forgotten Land disappointed me. This like filled me back up. This gave me the energy I wanted from Kirby. Cool. My number two <clears throat> was Balan Wonderworld. Oh. Um, that game is interesting. More importantly, <laughs> the weird rabbit hole of information about what that game went through design wise, development wise, the lore behind it and the talk we had about it. That was, 
that was like prime podcasting material. <laughs> that was so fun to dive into just how fucking weird that thing was and like discuss it. And now the guy so that worked on it's in jail. So <laughs> stuff's even more <laughs> complicated and interesting. News keeps breaking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'll go uh, Warrior Wear Gold for number two. It's a lot nice. of good stuff in there. It's no Rhythm Heaven Gold, though, but it couldn't be. So Rhythm Heaven okay. Fever, I think, is the one you're talking about, right? Oh, is that the Mac Mega yeah. Mix or whatever? Yeah, yeah, okay. You're right. I think you're... it's actually called Mega Mix on the 3DS. If that's oh, the is it Mega Mix? About. Okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Fever uh, okay. is the Wii one. That's a great one, though. I played a lot of that one. We are overdue for a Rhythm Heaven game. Let me I tell you so about too. Melatonin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two Patreon game is Tiny Kin. Um, Paul kind of sure. talked about it earlier. It's I, I mean, I like Pikmin. This is a Pikmin platformer, so I kind of just like it a bit more than the like adventure game at Pikmin. Um, oh, you're out of time. Got to go back to the spaceship. Oh, they all died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or just that kind of like me this year. Yeah. Uh, riding around on that soap, riding the soap on the strings. Like there's just so many nice movement mechanics in there and mm-hmm. the art style is real fun uh, it, yeah it's a it's a very well designed game for sure and the number two patreon patron s- selected patron game of the year is uh f0x yeah okay all right my number one should not surprise anyone stanley parable ultra deluxe because that first game one. was incredible <laughs> that first game yeah. was incredible and then the extra content honestly complements it really well oh yeah yeah. yeah, and it, just, it gave me an opportunity to revisit that game, too. Like that, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. That was easily the number one for me. I like that it's also wow. a meta-analysis of the game itself, which is wild, too. It's just like, yeah, it's been like six, seven years since the last game, so like, here's here's everything with everything they else. They did it it's again, just, somehow? Like, yeah, crazy. It is a really. It wasn't even like the, the original like, team. It was like a new group that did like the extra content, and it somehow still felt organic. It was insane. Yeah. It, it's a it's a very interesting way of like you know the first game was such a specific like meta narrative on video games, and it's like well how do you make a sequel to that without just adding more jokes and like from like a des- if you're interested in like game design almost this is like a, a good academic exercise to go through is like playing this. Yeah, yeah, bucket absolutely. man. It's it's just so reassuring. Uh, <laughs> Splatoon three, I guess, because it it got me to like Paul and I to sync up and actually play Switch online, which is like never happened. Uh, nice. So yeah, uh, Monster Hunter couldn't do it. It was Splatoon three. Uh, that that was the that was the secret sauce I needed. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll talk more about it later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my number one. My number one is Neon White. Oh, this, yeah, sure. This game is so fun to play through. There's a hundred levels. I could have played more like and I guess I did. I played a bunch of the side quests. Uh, do yourself a favor. Don't read a single thing in that game. Uh, every time a character oh, really? speaks, I did all of it. <laughs> every, every time a character speaks, the game gets worse, unfortunately. So like that story yeah, is ri- terrible. Not written good. Yeah, yeah, it is surprisingly how bad that story is. Um, but the gameplay is extremely enjoyable. Yeah, that's side content. Like, why? Just give me the levels. You don't need to have some dumb story that I don't care about. And the side content is the worst part of that writing by far. The story at least kind of has a 
cohesive narrative they're going through, even though it's not great. But that side stuff is bad. You don't want to you don't want to spend time with any of those characters. Like none of them are like enjoyable. And it's just they're all shitty. It's just it's so cringy. It's yeah, it's weird. All right. The number one patron selected game proves uh, the majority of our patrons have no taste whatsoever because it is Balan Wonderworld. No, it means that they're that was a good episode, podcast, though. which is what they pay for. Maybe I'm hoping so, but <laughs> I'm hoping they're going. It was a good episode and they're voting for that as opposed to the game itself. So it was a good episode. I agree. Good answer. Good answer. Not All right. Answer. <laughs> Since we've now passed the one hour and 30 minute mark, it is time to talk about our favorite games of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, unlike the other categories, we will ha- each have 10 games to get through. These Except are the for best Paul, of the who best. has 45. <laughs> Apparently. Wait, what? No, I have 10 this <laughs> time. I, um, I mean, I could talk about 45. I have a list. <laughs> we have honorable mentions for that. That Steam replay thing was cool, huh? Reason. Just kind of, <laughs> hey, you played so much. Look at this. But yeah, let's not read them online. So let's, yeah, each of us will go through our favorite games that came out. Once again, John starting us off. Wait, do honorable mentions come first or no, after? Not? After. It's so it doesn't oh, spoil weird. like what didn't make our list. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. And I do believe, just to clarify this, Sean, uh, the community also has made guesses on what our only our top game is going to be. Oh, yeah. that's u- Well, we usually do that right before number one, right? I'm just yeah. I'm just making sure that like that's like because I can remember if they did all of our steps or they just did the, the end step. They just did the, the number one. Okay. All right, and obviously the community has a top 10 list we're going to go through as well. Yeah, right, so I guess I'll just, kind of, I'll just kind of reiterate that for the listeners. Uh, the community has a top 10 list. They also have an additional category where they were trying to guess each of our number one game of the year. Nathan, unfortunately, we forgot that you were joining and we put the <laughs> survey out ahead of time. Um, That's fine. Yeah. So people in the chat can guess. People in the chat are welcome to guess what they think Nathan's number one. Once we go, once we have all set our number two game of the year, we will reveal what the ch- community thought our games of the year were, and then we will reveal our games of the year. Yeah, yeah right. And I believe also last year we even guessed what our own game of the years was going to be. So it'll be interesting going back to see how that panned out. We we did guess for nec- the fo- next year, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, my number 10 to kick off the lists, Sonic Frontiers. Because this was my number 10 for a while. Yeah. Yeah. This one, then, this one danced around my up. list a bit as well, too. Uh <laughs> I was genuinely surprised at this. Like, I didn't think open yeah. world Sonic was going to work. And honestly, it's still got some quirks to it. But like, it is genuinely enjoyable running around that world and kind of hunting down stuff. It's just fun traversing it. It's just like fun figuring out stuff. It's just like you get this nice flow. It's a great flow game where you can just zone out and just kind of run around and do stuff. It's the same reason I st- like stuff like Breath of the Wild, like other some of those open world games. It's just fun to just zone out and just do things it just, it just has a good yeah. feel to it now it still has sonic quirks which can kind of get in the way but for the most part like genuinely enjoyed my time playing it yeah i definitely agree with you i think it's the moving around that world is like the funnest part which is usually not for me the funnest part of an open yeah. world thing like the exactly. exploration in an open world thing it's always like i want to explore stuff but kind of moving around sometimes feels shitty um or like okay at best and sonic like that was the thing i wanted to do was move around that world and having to stop and do things <laughs> was kind of the shitty part <laughs> for me so it was interesting um you know what that's like a number like 10.5 or 11 for me as well it's in there somewhere what pushed it off was 
people were talking about it. I'm like, you know what? That's probably on there somewhere on my list. So it's my number 10. I played a lot of Wordle this year. Every every day oh, I was walking yeah. in and doing a Wordle puzzle. I was uh, doing a Wordle puzzle with like friends and my girlfriend and my parents and like just talking about that. That kind of just encapsulated my whole year in gaming in a weird way that games don't usually do in like my normal everyday life. So it had to be somewhere on here. Nice. Uh, number 10 for me was Return to Monkey Island. Uh, I did like it, but uh, I finished it up yesterday and something about how it plays its ending I wasn't thrilled with. Uh, and I think Thimbleweed Park kind of scratched the itch for me a little better a few years ago. Ron Gilbert's return to the forum or whatever. It felt like a cousin to Maniac Mansion, uh, which I hold dearer, I guess. Uh, but still charming, still fun. Uh, kind of all of Guybrush's misdeeds <laughs> over the course of it. Like for a while there, it seemed like they were paying off like Elaine's on the trail and just like you did what? like a blonde pirate did what? That's horrible. Like he just leaves this guy in a cave. Stuff like this over the course of it. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, I had to teleport out of there. I don't know. I couldn't help them. Uh, they sort of start to tie all that in. And then there's sort of this weird like ah, it was a puzzle room or something like it, it had a weird not ending, uh, which I guess was on purpose. It's sort of reflecting on how do you make a sequel or something, but it just didn't quite land 100 percent. I feel like because uh, I know that's not the first Monkey Island game that has an exact same issue. From what I remember, the ending of the second Monkey Island game is kind of like that as well. Kind of a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I think it's just I, a Ron Gilbert thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think he thinks it's really funny or something. I, I don't know. I kind of just the secret is sort of better as like a locked box, like something you never find or whatever. Like there, there's reasons to do that. But it just it was like, oh, this is actually pretty great. Uh, it did have this thing, though, too. I, I didn't get into this. I played it a bunch like when it first came out, played like seven hours of it. And then I kind of fell off because it opens in this weird way. Like it's sort of like reminded me of the end of Wind Waker where it's like now go to all these other places and there's all these other things to do. It kind of overwhelmed me with like that weird shape to the narrative. I was kind of feeling it was concluding and then it opened again and I wasn't prepared for a bunch more puzzles or something. So it took another session or two to get back into the groove. Great, robust hint system, though, that really helped me remind me what was going on. because <laughs> I forgot a bunch of stuff uh, that I believe is sort of born out of Thimbleweed had that as well. But that game, I wanted to preserve the like struggle of the puzzles. This, I was kind of more, all right, let, what's going on? Who wants what? Where? So, yeah, I kind of sure. fell off the rhythm a bit, um, but still good. Still, still, still a solid one. So, yeah. My number 10 is Card Shark. Uh, this is that was it's this not year. a card. That was yeah. this year. It's not a card game. <laughs> it is a game about cheating at card games. It's. It's kind of WarioWare like, but more like strategic. And the mini the mini games are kind of more just like spe learning specific button inputs as opposed to, I don't know, like a weird platformer that that WarioWare might be. Um, I think the art style is really great. I think that uh, the story is pretty interesting and the way you navigate through the game is is kind of open ended. So you can have like a lot of fun and you, you learn a lot of fun little tricks and it's it's silly and. <laughs> It, it's just really unique. I didn't think I don't think there's much like it. So it really stands out for me. I believe it's also the Reigns people and I really like Reigns. So that's just a cool dev team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the number 10 community 
by points is two, four, six. Tunic. All right. Okay. One second. I got a bagel. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Special guest bagel yep. joining us oh, for John's go. number nine. There you go. Number nine is bagel. Uh, my actual number nine, though, is Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Nice. Yeah, yeah. like like we said, um, not really a true new game, yet there's enough new content on there to justify it, and it's honestly, like, it feels like a proper good follow-up. The original jokes still hit pretty well. Um, the meta-narrative dissecting those jokes is also pretty good. There's some genuinely funny bits in there. The hole is probably my favorite bit in that game. That for the also new jokes. Also, my favorite bit. Yeah. Yeah, that one's yeah. really good. Yeah. There's just like a bunch of like great things about it. To just see that game come back and still be just as strong felt great. Yeah. Yep. My number nine was uh, the expansion for uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Okay. This was. Just a kind of nice return to form of a story that, like, is kind of not a giant, like, the world is ending, fuck everything thing. Um, they made it more casual friendly so I can log in, do a bunch of stuff in an hour and, like, feel like I got something out of it and then leave and, like, still I could do PvP for a little bit and, like, actually just not be completely blown out because of the way they reworked things. I feel like I could do quests or dungeons or whatever. feel like I could go in, have a good time. And still have a life in a way that like these expansions basically haven't in maybe ever. Uh, but like it's also not dumbed down to the point where it feels like I don't have a choice in my character builds or any of that stuff. I don't know. They found this like really nice kind of median right now where this is like good for people that have lives now to just get in, do a few things and have like their fun and then leave, uh, which is kind of cool. So it got me back in, in a way that I wasn't expecting. So that was cool. Uh, my number nine was also Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. So I'll nice. just agree with a lot of what John said. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I think I, it's this low just cause I haven't seen everything. Like I felt like I'm missing some gags. I haven't seen, I was doing a bunch of bucket stuff today, collecting figurines, uh, yeah, having, having nice. a fun time. <laughs> yeah, but, did you uh, get the? Yeah, I just the slideshow, mm -hmm. like the little movie about the figurines. Ah, uh, well, wait, like to introduce the concept of adding collectibles, like the sequel stuff, or is it after you get all of them? Because I, I haven't gotten all of them. I think it's the first time you. That's the first time you get one. You get the slideshow. Maybe okay, I'm, maybe I'm misremembering. But there's like all a little I definitely been trying movie. to name them and stuff. Yeah, Naming I remember about the, the, the figures. Is I is, fell through the floor when they were introduced and I couldn't get them. Oh, I, weird. I don't okay. think I that. I, I walked I into like the when, room where, like, you know, like you, you walk in, they're like floating in midair. I walked in that room and the and the uh, walk where you're supposed to walk on hadn't spawned. So I just fell to the bottom of like the star room I was in and just had to like look up and like, I can't get out of here. I have to restart. Oh, well, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I do love uh, all it, the nicknames he gives for the collectors, like the Figlies, the Stanularines, or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Figlies, yeah. Uh, it, they just didn't go with my balloon choice, though, so it was kind of bumming me out. I, I chose yeah. the other one, and they're like, ha, psych, it's this one. <laughs> like, All right. So, yeah, but no, still very fun. I, 
it was a surprise. I think it was just that I heard about what it was before I played it instead of right. just like, hey, I'll revisit it and then find a bunch of stuff. That would have been the ideal circumstance. Uh, sure. But yeah. Uh, my number nine game is Tiny Kin. Uh, we, we've talked Tiny Kin several times, but yes, that game is really good. Yeah. Uh, number nine for the community was Vampire Survivors. Nice. Harsh. Oh, wow. I was expecting higher for that. Sure. No. I mean, it was a big jump be, from the number 10 for what it's there's, worth. There's a lot of Nintendo games this year. <laughs> and okay. Trust me, they're probably all here because I'm looking at this list. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number eight. I knew it was going to make the list somehow. I just wasn't sure where it was going to land. Elden Ring. Yay. I actually put it on the list the first time I've gone through a Souls game. Uh, and shockingly, probably not my last. Well, maybe a core Soul game is probably my last. Uh, sure. Blood speaking of flow cool. state games, exploring that game, that world is great. That's probably one of the yeah. greatest exploring games that came out this year. Just going around, just like finding little secrets, like just finding like random fights, just finding like treasures and stuff like that genuinely like a highlight of the year was doing the exploring the combat is the thing i do not like and is what will probably keep me from playing other souls games in the future um but genuinely the feeling of going around in that world was like so enjoyable the lore drops while they were very light um were cool although it really did suck because it's a souls game so it's like yeah every character you end up liking they're gonna just have a bad time yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, very so true. <laughs> it's not it's not a game genre for me, uh, but it was nice to finally say like yeah, I've I've beaten the Souls game now, so I can actually say that. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Uh, my number eight is Neon White. Just nice. Throw throw that story away. That gameplay is super engaging and fun. And for I guess I agree with what I said before. I was saying this. Oh, this is like the best Sonic game I've ever played. Sonic should just be a bunch of like speed run levels or whatever. Uh, this game is fantastic. Yeah, the style is super, super cool. I really like how they mix in like the different gun mechanics and how discarding them gives you kind of another like platforming or movement device to play with and how they build the levels around it. Yeah, that game is fantastic. Uh, number eight for me is where I put Stray. I generally had a fun time. Uh, the stealth kind of kicked me off the horse for a bit there, so I didn't finish it right away. Uh, but generally just a fun, light little adventure with robots and cats and music and aesthetics, I guess. Uh, what was the read on that game here? Was it just a bummer? <laughs> Did anyone else like it? What? So, oh, no, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's good. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I don't have. I'm I don't have a strong it. opinion. I'm not as hot, like positive on it as like the internet was like weirdly high on that game. Yeah, it seemed to enjoy a real moment in the sun. It being like a f- game of the year nominee at the big award show is kind of like I guess like yeah. it, it. It's fun. I but... think the best part of that game is like that those like hubs where you can kind of go out and explore yeah. around. I think that's yeah that enjoyable. that first area where I was just collecting records and bringing them back to this this guy. I was like, this is fun. Like this yeah. is just a nice light little thing and just like the. I guess that environment was kind of based on a real place like the the super stacked city or whatever like it it definitely had an interesting look to it. I wouldn't even call it a platformer cuz you're just kind of 
pressing A near ledges. It's like Uncharted or something where it's very like rigid what you can do. Uh, But in general, I just like looking at it and hanging out with it. It was it was pretty good. So, yeah. And it ended okay. I guess there was there was sunshine and yeah, good feelings. Sure. My number eight game is Immortality. I still think this is the best FMV game ever made. Uh, it, it's so interesting. It's cool. I will say it stumbles a little bit because as you're progressing through, it is kind of random. So, you know, you can get some like late game stuff real early and not know what to do with it. Or you're just sitting there mashing through clips, trying to find like one of the four you haven't found yet. So you can finally get to the end game. And that was me kind of. Um, but I do think the story is is interesting. I think it's cool how they implement it. I think the three movies, they just did a really good job of like showcasing the eras. And like I I had a really fun like weekend just exploring this this weird mystery. Cool. All right. The number eight community game of the year was Sonic Frontiers. All right. I'd say I was surprised it's that low, but no, I'm not. <laughs> All right, my number seven. You notice I hesitated on saying I wouldn't play Souls games again because my number seven is Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. So sure. I didn't know you for, played this. Uh, this was one of the two games I actually put time into in the last week to kind of get into. for Because I'm like, this is one of the games I know if I play enough of it, it will crack my top ten. And sure enough, it did. I think it would mine too. Yeah. Because yeah, that game is stupid as fuck in the best possible way. Yeah. Jack is just the <laughs> dumbest protagonist ever. And it's the best part about it. He's just like, I want to kill chaos. And then he actively is upset when they're like, chaos is a concept. He doesn't really exist. And then he just go like, but chaos, I want to kill him. <laughs> it's just, they they play him so serious. And like, apparently the director said they tried to make him cool, but somehow them trying to make him cool is what makes him hilarious. It's just so yeah. funny just watching him go on all these things like, I want to kill chaos. Like, you're not chaos. I don't care. I want to kill chaos. Chaos <laughs> is real. I'm going to find him. It's just so dumb. But like the cutscenes are great. Uh, it is what I wanted in combat from Elden Ring because it's Team Ninja. And I already like Team Ninja's combat in Ninja Gaiden. And apparently the engine for this is Neo 2's engine. So if you like Neo 2's yeah. combat, that is exactly what this is. But you have the class system from Final Fantasy, which you can switch on the fly. You can switch between like two sets just with the press of a button. So you can switch between like, oh, I'm using a greatsword. Oh, now I'm a magician shooting magic. Um, you just, it's very like brutal because like, if you just get someone's stun gauge low enough, you'll just take them down with a press of a button, which gives you more MP, which lets you use more skills, which keeps like the flow going. It's Ninja Gaiden-esque. So of course, like the bosses are fast and aggressive, which is interesting to get used to, um, especially with that kind of system. But like, there's no stamina. So that's one of my big gripes gone immediately. Um, it just, it's its basically like if you had given me Elden Ring with the combat of like Neo 2 or Final Fantasy Origin, I think it probably would have been my number one straight up. But like this basically hit the gripes that I had about Elden Ring isn't up its own ass about the lore. It's just really stupid. It's just like it is a fun time. And honestly, I wish I had gotten to play more of it. It probably would be higher on the list. Okay. 
the way they do like the class system in that game is unreal it's very Dude, cool i like yeah. that you can just change them on the fly you can just be in the middle of a match just the middle of a dungeon just pause and you can just equip everything you want or just it's map it into cool. like a, the triangle button and just swap between and it, it cancels into moves it feels so much nicer it feels so much nicer than elden rings combat I mean, I don't agree with that, but it, yes, it's very But I, I don't, but you know, like we've had this discussion before, I don't like slow methodical combat. I, right, I, exactly. Like, the discussion I've had with people is you either like Devil May Cry style combat or you like Elden Ring slow methodical combat. I'm very much the Devil May Cry combat. Yeah. You and def- that's what Neo is. People generally like one more than the other yeah. for sure. Yeah. And that's absolutely what Neo and Stranger of Paradise is. So. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like one of the top of my pile of shame. I really wish I had played more of that game. <laughs> So cool. My number seven was Metal Hellsinger for the reasons we've been talking about. It's just a cool rhythm shooter thing, doom like in its own way with an awesome soundtrack that I listened to, like even outside of the game. That game is just fantastic and I loved it. Saints Row is number seven for me. Um, okay. It was higher, but it sunk because it's kind of glitchy and bad. Uh, but I enjoy playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the characters. I liked kind of how like odd the world was. If you stop and look at some of the stuff, it, it there's just little things in there. It I don't know. Like the combat could have been better. The the game could have crashed less. That would have been nice. Uh, but, <laughs> but it didn't matter to me. I it it brought me back to that kind of one and two state of just like this slightly off kilter open world crime craziness. So. Yeah, it, it scratched an itch for me, and uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't yes. think they're good to make another one because <laughs> people did not get into it. But oh yeah. well, final farewell to that franchise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is a bummer because the last game before that also did not do very good for them, right? Agents no. of Mayhem. No. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> I kind of forget that's like is affiliated, but yeah, yeah. No. My number seven is Pentiment. Uh, this okay. is a yeah. really cool. It's basically a visual novel with some, uh, like I guess adventure game kind of puzzle detective stuff you need to figure out. You're not really doing any puzzles, but you, you know, you're trying to figure out what the truth was and then you're accusing people and whatnot. Um, it's a lot bigger than I expected this game. It probably took me close to 20 hours to finish that thing. You know, the art style speaks for itself. It is such a unique like stunning looking game. Uh, it's cool. The characters are interesting and there's so many of them and you'll come to like learn about all of them over the like 30 years this game takes place in. It's just a really interesting and unique game. Uh, and if you like visual novels, you should check it out for sure. Communities number seven was God of War Ragnarok. Hmm. Nice. Huh. Okay. I guess it oh, was. Yeah. I guess it did come out somewhat recently, so wouldn't it struck too much higher? Yeah. All right. My number six, Little Noah, Scion of Paradise. This one felt like a stealth drop. Honestly, it just got announced on yeah. a direct, and then it came out the same day. So I was like, "Oh, that kind of looks neat. I'll try it out." Ended up getting really hooked into it. It's just like a fun two D platformer roguelike, uh, where you just like your combo, your tech combo are these spirits you find along the way which let you dictate your five attacks in a row, which is actually really cool. It's a nice way of handling it. There's, um, like, I think 35, 40 different attacks you can get, and they have, like, different elements, attributes, all these things that you can balance out. 
Um, you get like unlock little moves based on how your runs go because you get like currency that you can use to upgrade yourself and unlock more items and stuff. Honestly, like it was not super long. I don't even remember how long it took me to get like the run that finally finished it. I think it was like run six or seven, but it was genuinely a fun game. I had a great time playing it. Yeah, it, it's kind of cheap too. Like it's cheaper than I thought it would be. Like it's a great uh, game to just play and get into. It has the roguelite thing of uh, you can get a run that is broken as shit and it feels so good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that game is super cool. My number six is Grounded. Uh, that game has been on my radar for a long time, but I didn't want to get super, super into it until it dropped fully with the story mode. And then it dropped fully, and I was addicted to it for a couple of weeks. But of course, it came out around the time where everything comes out. So I put it down for a while. I'm excited to get back into it, though. It's the perfect amount of uh, base building, survival stuff, along with kind of a fun little quirky sci-fi-ish type story and whimsy to it so that game is great uh you can play with a bunch of people which makes it pretty fun too uh but i think i just want to see that story mode <laughs> so i think i'm gonna go back into it and just focus uh yeah grounded is awesome what a good game yeah i installed it i i played a tiny bit of the tutorial and it seems great but yeah i didn't play it enough for it to make it here so it's somewhere between the pile of shame and honorable mentions i don't, I don't know yeah uh number six for me is atari 50 the anniversary celebration nice yeah. nice uh, like i definitely like i grew up with an atari around that was my first gaming platform i want to say it was the 800 xl or maybe an st i tried asking my dad uh, i was like what was that thing and he was he was looking into it but we got rid of it uh, but yeah, just going back to like Centipede and Millipede and stuff and kind of encountering some of these games in like a bit of a context of like, okay, relative to some of this stuff, uh, Caverns of Mars was awesome. That game's actually fun. So cool. <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> some of its contemporaries that are way too simple and nothing's really going on. That said, Real Sports Volleyball is very simple, but really great. Uh, I really enjoyed playing that. And uh, basketball is all I want to do on defense in any basketball game is just punch that guy. And take that <laughs> so I was like, this has a great groove to it because it's like, hey, fuck you. And then you just take the ball. Did, did you throw a knife? Did you stab him with a knife? <laughs> oh, is there is there full on weapons and stuff? There are full like, on weapons. Like uh, I played the Lynx version. I forget which versions are on there. Um, but yeah, I think at it's some point someone just pulls a knife on you and you can just KO someone and they're just out for like a minute of the game. That's great. Uh, it's it's great. I, I was surprised how fun that is. It has a pretty great feel for how old it is. The Lynx looks crazy, like how pixely, like the grid of pixels is so evident. The Lynx, uh, like you, you need to hold a Lynx. I have one in the back there. They are okay. clunky. If you think the Game Gear was clunky, it is almost like twice as thick as a Game Gear, which is insane. Fuck. Oh god. Okay. I believe it. Yeah. See, seeing some of the like vintage ads and stuff for it and like the discussions around trying to make it work, it's just kind of like tragic the way Atari went over the course of things, but uh yeah, just a good package, fun interviews. Uh the new games are kind of fun, like just combos of various concepts. Uh is there a USB trackball for the PC? I have to imagine that exists. Right? I'm sure that exists because you can <laughs> oh, get yeah, like, for arcade sure. ones for to make name cabinets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that seems like the next way to delve deeper into some of this stuff. Like, really appreciate Tempest and whatever in there. 
Uh, but yeah, just covers a broad spectrum. Made me very happy, like looking back at some of that stuff. I hope they can get some third party DLC because there's definitely some key games from that era uh, that I would love to see realized in there. Because uh, a lot of my Atari time was with like movie games, <laughs> which aren't going to be in there, like Ghostbusters and the Goonies. Uh, so it wasn't a hundred percent my zone of stuff, but it was it was still in that realm. So yeah, Atari Fifty. The museum presentation is so nice as you go through like the timeline, and I really hope some other like rights holders are reaching out to Digital Eclipse and saying, "So like, like, hey, Chronicle R stuff would you like, like this." To do, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't, I'm, I didn't play that Blizzard thing they did. Was that just three games? Like, yeah, uh, that was Lost Vikings, Blackthorn, and Rock and Roll Racing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this feels a little more extensive, I guess, which is nice. Even though some of them are crazy simple video game fire truck like what was that? <laughs> but it's like this would have been novel i guess just have a thing with two steering wheels in a building somewhere but it uh that does not translate to the home experience but it's still fun seeing it so yeah uh my number six is god of war ragnarok i am not finished this game yet i will caveat that there but i think this is one of the best looking games i've ever seen it plays great. I'm enjoying all the characters. All the characters are like deep and interesting and have like like meaningful conflict going on that you just want to hear more about what like their past was or what they're currently dealing with. Um, uh, you know, that's what I've kind of been playing a lot of this week, uh, trying to get more of it done. And that's probably what I'll be playing a lot of tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I think I do still prefer the first God of War over what I have played of Ragnarok, but Ragnarok yeah. is still just like an extremely good game. Community's number six was Splatoon 3. Wow, that low. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so other Nintendo games made it higher? Oh, oh yeah. No, oh. yeah. That's easy. <laughs> Remember, this year alone was Xenoblade 2 Pokemon games. Yeah, there's a bunch of Nintendo stuff yep. that okay. came out this year. Uh, number five, top five now. Uh, River City Girls 2, one of the other ones that I ended up playing just to kind of get caught up for a game of the year because I knew it would probably hit there. I think this is exactly where River City Girls 1 landed on my list the year that came out. This game, Is it more of that? It is more of that, but um, nice. that I had a couple small gripes with it. Like The first time I played it on stream... It felt slower, and I realized, chat pointed it out, uh, this game is locked at 30 FPS while the other one was 60, oh, so it felt bummer. weird. But now, yeah. after having played it a bit more, I got used to it, and yeah. I think I actually prefer this one more because the combo system's <laughs> more fleshed out. So uh, oh, I guess yeah. they got more people that worked on River City Ransom Underground involved in this because all the characters from Underground are in it. And uh, just the combo system is ridiculous. Just like with just the first few moves I've gotten from leveling up alone, I've already got like a 20 hit combo that just juggles people in midair. And it's just like, it's just fun to like grab a character, throw them in midair, just do an air combo and then like dab into them to like just end a combo and send them flying across the screen. There's, there's just so many ways to just, it feels like River City Girls 2, but more. Four player local, I wish that was also online. Uh, the, there is online, but it is only two players, sadly, which I think is the reason they locked it at 30. But um, okay. at least there is actual online this time around. Uh, yeah. You start with four characters this time around instead of in the first game, you started with two and unlocked Kunio and Ricky when you beat it. 
This time around, you start with four and you unlock two new characters as you're playing the game. Uh, it's just, it feels like more and better. I like that you can literally, like, so the dialogue, there's only two characters that tend to talk at all times. But you can pick, if you're playing single player, who the other character is that you have dialogue with. They all say the same beats, but you can pick who says, like, the other piece of dialogue to go along with your character. You can just go to your headquarters, switch your characters on the fly. It's, it just genuinely feels like a better improvement. It's definitely the better of the two games. Nice. Cool. That first game is really good. Yep. Yeah, that makes me want to play this one actually quite a bit. I like the all- first one, so. Apparently there's also a post on the Steam page that says frame rate fix incoming. Interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my number five is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Wow. I thought this game was okay. And then, <laughs> listen... That game is kind of brainless, a lot of it. And yeah. it wasn't, it's, if, if it wasn't for that end game stuff where you go back through everything and it's like, oh, now like they're trying to be a little more difficult, this probably wouldn't be on my list, but I really enjoyed the like ending stuff. It's hard to explain. There's, you get like to an end and then there's more content, which is kind of recycled content, which sucks. So this game would have been higher if that recycled stuff that like makes it harder and kind of just in one big thing was like a difficulty setting so I could have played the whole game like that, then I think this would have been higher. But still, I enjoyed my time with that part of the game and I liked that final boss is absolutely fantastic and stupid in the right way that I loved. Um, Yeah, basically, I just think it's like kind of brainless for a while and then I really liked it after that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you a secret about Kirby, Paul. Uh, yeah, the whole reusing content in the end, but the better the it's ending content is the better content. That's all of them. They all do yeah. that. <laughs> They've yeah. done that since the NES. <laughs> yeah, that ending content was so good, though. I really enjoyed that shit. I just wish they. It's gonna sound a little harsh, more harsh than I wanted to. I wish they hadn't wasted my time with that baby shit in the beginning. Like, I wish I could have <laughs> bumped it up to that just right away from the get go kind of want to ask like what's what it's analogous to but i guess you've discussed it on the show so it's just i'll just go research it like a new (laughs) game plus or something okay basically yeah okay yeah uh number five for me this is where i put uh vampire survivors i do really like it uh but it kind of had this really sweet zone in the middle of my time with it where the screen was exploding and stuff was happening and i was getting achievements and it was just a delight for a good 20 hours of time. And then it got really narrow again at the end where it's like, you need to figure out how to beat this level with this character in this very rigid way to get this achievement. And I was having, I was just beating my brain against some of that stuff. It's like this bone zone. I know I complained about on here before (laughs) that bone zone is terrible. (laughs) I haven't solved it. There's like a giant ball rolling around at some point and I can't crack it open to get the, the secret inside. And it, it, it just kind of got frustrating eventually at a point. But yeah. for like 559 or whatever or, or Game Pass clicking, like what a what a treat is in there. So, yeah, yeah. fantastic time. Uh, there's my my compulsive nature to get achievements is what's hurting me at this point. It's 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 starting oh, to okay. sting a little bit. Like, how gotcha. do I get to minute 31? Like, what's happening? So, yeah, I'll I might go back at some point. Uh, I wish I could play it portably. It's it's definitely like the Steam Deck seller in my brain. But yeah. Vampire well, the, it is on cloud on gaming with touchscreen. 
so you can play the Xbox oh, sure. version on your phone with touch okay. controls. So there's That's your mobile That's a pretty version. simple game, so yep. Yes, yep. probably would work. Okay. There you go. True. Okay. So I didn't do that, so number five. Game of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we're at number five, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, number five is Citizen Sleeper. I've talked about it several times already. Love that story. Citizen Sleeper is great. It's on Game Pass. Go play Citizen Sleeper. That definitely would have been on my list if I had played more of it in time. Just straight up. It's fantastic, but I need to see more of it. Uh, the community number five was Elden Ring. Okay. Right. Yeah. Somehow Pokemon is going to win the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, some Pokemon's pro. No, actually, mm, I'm torn because I'm betting the top three is two Pokemon games and um, Xenoblade. I'm you know what? That's the top you three. all know Scarlet and Violet somewhere in there. Which? Where do you guys think it is? Let's just go there. <laughs> I think it's number one. I, I said it out loud. I also think number it's one. number one. It's yeah, number somehow. one or number two because Arceus was also the same year. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna make this more interesting. I can guarantee you it, it's not number one. I'll give you okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. Be- yeah. Then number two, like it's number two. It is <laughs> number the two. closest to number one. <laughs> and then number one's Arceus. That's it. We've done. We've solved it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, my number four is Vampire Survivors. Okay. So, so I was sure. one one of the ones that got into it before the end of the year happened. So I was playing it in twenty two, and even then, like while it was still very very simple. You like, mean twenty one? Sorry, the end of twenty one. Okay, you're right. got into okay. the end of last year, and uh, even though it had just like dropped, it was just in early access. Like it still was super interesting, and just to see how much they fleshed that game out, how many characters they've added, and just like it's become like this weird phenomenon is just so amazing to watch for just a game that's just such a simple concept. It's even got clone games. Like it's got tons of clone yeah. games, including like Hollow Live yeah. ones based on VTubers and stuff. Hollow like Cure is legitimately good. If people want a good uh, free clone and they are into Hollow Live stuff, download Hollow Cure. It's yeah. actually legitimately. Well, isn't good. Vampire Survivors actually also technically a clone of something else? It's just the one that got big. Is it? I think Maybe. so. That's what, that's what I was no, hearing. I thought not. I think so. I mean, it could be. I actually don't know. Yeah, like for I mean, me, that's... it's helping me kind of like pretend I'm really good at bullet hell or something, but I'm not. <laughs> so it's just like I'm just mindlessly piloting around this dude and everything dies. So I feel it's a, great. I mean, it's a, though, what a game it's a clicker. It's basically a clicker. But yeah. man, that music's really good. And the bats wobble in this really funny way. That's really good. <laughs> it's kind of a clone of magical survival, but magical survival is kind of bad. OK, oh, OK, <laughs> a refinement of, of this this formula. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that was yeah. Sorry, was that was it? mine. So go ahead. That was yours, right? Okay. Yep. My number four is Tunic. Um, again, I'll reiterate. I don't think that combat is very good. I think it's fine. Um, that's not what made this game pop to me. It is definitely the finding the pages of the manual, unlocking the secrets that game has slowly, and then you hit the wall of secrets. And then you take out the graph paper and you start drawing lines and symbols and you're just like, holy shit, I think I cracked it. <laughs> and then you like, OK, so that's where the fezziness happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And okay. then you're just like then after you're done that and you get the quote unquote true ending doing the giant puzzle that's like fucking mind numbing. You're like, 
I wonder if that's a real language and if people are working on it, then you Google it and you're like, of course people are working on it. There's a whole Reddit dedicated to this. They got a few words done. Let's see how they like are saying what this language is. You read about it. You're like, I don't understand how people figured this out. That's insane to me. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say what it is here, but if people are interested, you should look up what that language in that book is because even knowing how to decipher it, I don't know how the fuck you would start to decipher that thing. It's crazy. <laughs> so that that game is awesome. Uh, yep. Just one of the most memorable things of this year. Easy. Uh, this is number four is where I put Pentiment. I actually nice. uh, really, really liked it. Um, I, it sort of bucked me off the horse also. Like once it switches what you're doing in like the sixth chapter or whatever, I was kind of not stoked about it for a while, but then it started working out and I was into it again. Uh, I, I like the early part where you can like just spend meals with different people to kind of talk to them. And it's like, this is how I'm spending lunchtime is with this guy. I don't know what else I could have done during this time. I probably could have gone over here and had a meal with someone else and learned different things. But time is rolling forward and I only have so much time to try to figure out what happened. Yeah, that's just life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of has a nice like slice of life from the 1500s thing going on. Uh, kind of the only video game that's ever put me in like the similar mental state I was in when I watched Martin Scorsese's Silence about monks <laughs> in Japan. You okay. know? No. Like it just, it's like, <laughs> it's just the most religious game. Like it's just yeah. this whole society is extremely religious at this time. And that's just what it is. And you're immersed in it and how you talk to people and what you're how you like, should I be real snarky and crappy about this? Like, no, because I don't want to get in trouble or piss someone off or whatever. Like, I was kind of really invested in my decisions and how I was interacting with all these all these people. Uh, so, yeah, I, I found myself really engrossed in the stories and the characters uh, to the point where I was kind of like making I was kind of crappy about like, oh, I have to play as this person. I thought I'd be a different person that I was way more interested in. But there was a good reason uh, they justified everything in the end. I'm sure. assuming some stuff plays out the same way for everybody, but there's sort of dynamic ways you can solve things, right? I haven't looked it up, but my take okay. is I, I think there's only one ending to this game. I'm pretty sure there's only one ending, but it's kind of like who you decide to accuse and whatever is, is yeah. variable. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of remind me of like a telltale game in some ways with yep. how, how it's like there there's literally this character will remember this failed a bunch of speech checks because oh, it's yeah. like but you told me to do this and it's like you're right yeah i did i told you to join the convent i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know like i, I told yeah. you to dig up that grave and yeah i yeah i was i was thoughtless earlier uh but yeah it had me it had me really engaged in this story kind of reminded me of like the south park game in terms of how it moved around like i'm assuming that's mm -hmm. what they're working with obsidian like for the 2D, 3D, just with sure. a totally different art style. Okay, yeah. But yeah, and no combat. Uh, but yeah, eating food. Right. And uh, it ends, like, well, one of the main events is Christmas. So it timed out well for oh, me yeah. to be playing right. that yeah, right yeah, yeah. right around now again. Uh, but yeah, real charming if, if you're into that whole, like, time travel kind of thing. It has, like, a very hundreds of years ago feel, uh, which was cool. So, yeah, Pentiment, Obsidian, uh... Yeah, my goodwill from Outer Worlds kind of rolled into checking out their new game. So, yeah. Number four for me is Neon White. 
for all the reasons we've talked about. That's it's, it's such a fun game. I played all of it. I was getting all the medals until I needed to finish it for the the Patreon episode. Um, but yeah, I just had so much fun playing Neon White. Nice. Uh, community number four was Pokemon Scarlet slash Violet. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. that low. Okay. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so it's Kirby's Har- playing Arceus. <laughs> 72 on Metacritic, right? It's just... Anyway. <laughs> number three for me, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series. I've talked about nice. a bunch in the past how much I love Klonoa and just getting a remake. Just, just Namco being like, hey, we remember this series exists is nice. I know some people were not the biggest fan of uh, of it being like for a remake. They're like, okay, it's expensive. It's not as nice as say the Wii version. It's missing some of the Wii features for the first Klonoa, etc. But it was just really nice to be able to go back to that and just play them again. And in, in the case sure. of me, like also like experiencing Klonoa 2, which I had never gotten a chance to in the past. So it was just nice to like finish Klonoa 1 and like actually see like the proper ending of that and just the uh, just enjoy a series that I played a bunch uh, years ago on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. True. Uh, my number three is God of War Ragnarok. I think that story is kind of dumb in some ways, it, like in poorly written. I think the characters written are are written well. Uh, I think some of the pacing is god awful, but man, that gameplay is just so satisfying and so good. That's just jumping back into that style of game and the mechanics and stuff just feels so, so good. And it just gets better and better as you get new and new things. Uh, I can't really talk about specific things, but you get a different item later on that like kind of changes again, how you do some stuff. Yeah. That game is just plays really, really good. And it's kind of a shame that I feel like they flubbed some of the stuff that uh, the first one did so well, but it's such a solid experience that it's it was definitely going to be high um i think the way that a lot of the story stuff was written and kind of how it ends and stuff uh bumped it down for me down to three but i mean three is still notable yeah third best game of the year or third favorite game of the year whatever yeah yeah okay so i i like some halo i like half-life i like metroid prime but i like to laugh so if you fuse all those things together, you get high on life. It's just a really great action okay. adventure game. All right. Had me rolling in the aisles. Now I I was Best really, game really with happy. Paul Walker in it in our the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. Yeah, he's there. Tanny and the teenage Rex, he's right there uh, in the nineties. Uh yeah, the ability to watch movies like Honestly, the darkness a little bit, too, like having Mike Patton constantly yeah. talking to you as you're eating hearts like 15 years ago. This was kind of like, oh, yeah, why had never been anybody iterate on chatty weapons? This is this is great. So I was really, really pleased with how it played. Honestly, a little bit, too. I, I For a while, I was like, no, you just like that. It's funny. But it's like, I, I kind of like how it plays. I kind of want these achievements. Uh, and then when when you go back through an area and it's like a weird ghost town and no one's talking and it's creepy. Uh, it's kind of kind of getting into that Metroid Prime space of just slingshotting around looking for treasure chests as tobacco music plays. Uh, so sure. I was just happy all over the place. Nice. Uh, I'm sort of weighing it down with recency bias, uh, so it cannot be the top game. That would be absurd, okay. but I'm going to put it here at the bronze <laughs> tier because uh, I was really, really happy. So, would you say yeah. this is the best game with Alien Come? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is. Just checking. Uh, I didn't buy it the second time, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it that it, when he offers to sell it to you and you're like, yeah, I'll take it. He's like, oh, really? Just you don't even just like that. You just want it like, <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> no questions. A gallon right. jug in your inventory and yep. you can't do anything about it. Yeah. But you get an achievement. So you great. do get an achievement. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, number three for me is Vampire Survivors. Uh, vamp- what else is there to say uh, other than when you take the garlic and then a horde of bats comes at you and you just kill them all? That's one of the best feelings in video games of 2022. <laughs> it's those bats good. are so good. They're just yeah. wiggling. Yeah. And the music. I don't know. <laughs> the music surprisingly doesn't get it, it was it was on my brain for best sound but i just i don't know i did I, have I it on best audio for a bit and it got bumped it slow off eventually but yeah the, just the fact that you don't get like tired of it i will say it's though like, i'm listening when, to the same track for half an hour and i'm still stoked about it like it's kind of a miracle i do yeah. wish when you get a chest you could skip that animation because sometimes you it's can. like okay just just you can it doesn't yeah. oh but wow. i'm always quietly you hoping just, for the dopamine tap, hit yeah, of the like, five the chest. action button <laughs> Really? Yeah. I skip them all the time. Yeah. Oh man, you just saved what is eventually will be hours off my Seconds. life. <laughs> eventually hours. But the quintuple chest though, when the that hits. The quintuple one. That's Yeah, you so always let that one play out. Oh, I guess yeah. what I want is I want to double tap it, but if it doesn't work, it's like no no, hang on. Because it's a quintuple chest and it's like, "Oh, you got me. Thank you." Anyway, that's vampires. No, it's fun. Vampires. It's a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The community number three was the other Pokemon game, Pokemon Legends. Wow, I'm actually surprised that was only number three. It's Xenoblade. Kirby, Kirby? Dream Buffet. Kirby above both. It's gonna wa- watch. It's gonna be the soccer one. Uh, that, would like my mind. that would blow my mind. That would legit blow my mind. Uh, my number two. We're at number two now, right? Ninja yep. Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Sure. Yeah, that's a great beat 'em up absolutely great yep um it's just it's really fun to go through six players and has online for all i think all of those is just great and the fact that it got like a patch like this week adding more content it's just perfect like i'm just so glad that it did as well as it did and that it's getting support as well as it this was the game one of the games last year where i was like I want this to be good. I had this in the list with like strikers and something else and strikers and whatever the other thing was disappointed me. Oh, Kirby. It was the other one. Yeah. So strikers and Kirby over disappointed me. So I'm like, man, none of the games I was excited for are actually going to be good. And then this one was the one that bucked the trend. I was like, thank God. It it is pretty impressive. Six player online when most of these games like like look at River City Girls 2, two player online. Like they managed to get two and then this does six and you can just drop in it. And it the six is so just wild and weird. It's 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 very fun when you do it that changes the, the game completely playing yeah. with six people for sure. That's like I'm like, I like River City Girls 2 a lot. but Like I can't rate it higher than Shredder's Revenge. It's Shredder's is just the better game, even though they're both I, different beat em up experiences. Like it's just the more solid package. I kind of thought this would be number one for you, honestly. <laughs> so did I last year, apparently. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, my number two is Vampire Survivors. Uh, if Ooh. if Wordle was the game that I like for most of the year played every day, this was like my number two that I played almost every day, at least for months. Um, at some point, it became a drag of just like, well, they released 10 new achievements. I guess I'm going to be playing this for 20 hours. 
or something, but um, yeah, that game is just, it grabbed me in all the right ways and it still hasn't let go. I mean, I played it last week again. Yeah. <laughs> like I've been playing, I play it all the time. Uh, just a great pot. The problem is, is I, I need podcast games or like while I'm watching streams or whatever. And that's what that game is. It's perfect for that. So Absolutely. that's kind of what took over after Power Wash Sim was done for me. Are you are you getting a minute 31? Like, what do I do? Is that a spoiler? I mean, you can get past 31. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. yes, you just need a I certain won't. weapon set, basically. If I don't get past 31, I fucked up probably. That's okay. Point. I'm still in that <laughs> state then where I'm bumping up against something. So, okay. I'll go back. Uh, number two for me <laughs> was Arcade Paradise. Uh, yeah, I, I was I, expecting this to be your number one. I kind of oh, was too. It was close. It was close. Uh, mm. Games within games. Lo- love games within games. Right. Uh, just running my little little arcade there, doing the laundry, and it you know thirty bucks quick quick uh, on that dryer. That's that's kind of fun stuff too. Uh, but yeah, just just I was super hooked on this game until I completed everything. They've kind of done DLC with like a ha- cabinet here and there, but I kind of just want the whole like a whole nother one of these or something. I hope that can happen. I don't know how well it did, uh, but I like it. I, 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 it really put me in a positive space. I think I covered it with the wholesome mostly really like my feelings on it. Uh, but great game, great video game. Uh, my number two game is tunic. Uh, I, that's higher than I thought. I really liked tunic. It kind of hit everything for me. I think it looks great. I think that, the audio is also quite enjoyable. Um, and then, yeah, the like weird puzzles going on aspect was super engaging and flipping through that manual or trying to like piece things together, like slowly realizing that every single little visual tick in that manual will mean something. It's not just put there on accident. It is ripped this way on purpose. The weird coffee stain is there on purpose and learning what those things all mean. And yeah, it's it's really cool. I love to go in through. I love every part of that game. I think it is strong start to finish. I did not have any. I, I surprisingly didn't have any issues with, I think, any of the bosses. Anytime I got stuck on a boss, it was like, all right, now's the time to just unload all my items that I've just been hoarding. And that worked out. Um, you didn't have a problem with the dude in the with like the gun, the hunter guy. I don't even remember what you're talking about. I guess not. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There's like an underground area, but at the end, there's a dude with a gun and throws grenades and he's bouncing around this like little platform. I don't think so. Man. (laughs) No. Yeah. I guess I like like, if you have a tough time, you're going to feel sad, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) For whatever reason, just the combat clicked with me. And like I said, anytime I did run up against a wall, it was like, well, I have all these freeze items. I'm just going to throw them and then destroy you. Um, so yeah, it worked for me and that game is really cool. Okay. Cool. Does the community agree? Let's, uh, the community agrees about Xenoblade Chronicles three being the second best of the year. Kirby's number one. Wow. Okay. No, I'm saying it's high on life, dude. Everybody I'd, got way into it. It's going to be, yeah, Immortality. They they know it's the best. They love FMV games. It's the best one ever made. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Telling Lies? I was also the same person. 
Telling lies, yeah. Yeah. That okay. that one's that one's okay. Um All right. So now the community guessed our game of the years, right, Paul? They did. All right. Starting with John. Yep. Yeah, I was on the same page as them. Um the majority of the votes said Shredder's Revenge. Do they what's what else do they have on there? Uh the second closest one is Vampire Survivors. Okay. All right, John, and then after want, that, it drops off a lot to Elden Ring, which we know is wrong. Yeah. Well, those John, those three, all three of these games made my top ten, so they were right about they that. Did. Yep. Yep. Uh, so my number one game, I thought about it, and actually, originally Good. when I wrote my list, I actually had everything bumped down one. So like, Shredder's Revenge was my third game, Klonoa was fourth, etc. And okay. the ga- yeah, this game I wrote in a number two, and then I sat down and realized like, what's the thing I always say about games? I they should be Pacross. Like, what? That you, you always say that they. you'd rather they be Pacross. <laughs> You're right. So my number it's one the game latest is Pacross X uh, Elevates, whatever the fuck it was called. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. The one thing I say about games is like, it has to be something special for me to actually replay the game. Because traditionally sure. I'll beat a game and then just move on and I'll only replay it if it's going for achievements or something. And you played through Elden Ring twice. I actually did do that. However, Elden Ring is already on my list. No, I know. <laughs> I was a psych out. He's yeah. gonna swap it. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I realized there was only like maybe like one or two games this year I played through multiple times, but like there was only one game I could think of that it came out. It was a surprise release to me. I knew nothing about it, and I was just entertained the entire time. I kept digging in, looking online for secrets. I kept trying to find things over and over in it. Uh, it was just like a, it hit a lot of the notes I like. It's a Metroidvania. It's a 2D game. It has a lot of personality to it, and I just love so much about it. My number one game this year was Infernax. Yeah, dude. Infernax got bumped off my list last minute, too, actually. Yeah. That's a great game. No, dude. Did you talk about this on the show? Yes. We played this back in February. It was when this came out. Oh, okay, okay. Infernax is great. That's a great game. Infernax was this huge, out-of-nowhere surprise for me. Uh, I didn't even know one of my friends worked on the soundtrack until I found him in the game. Uh, and I didn't think I was going to like the game because it's Zelda 2, and I don't really like Zelda 2 all that much. Yeah, but like, Zelda It actually two. makes Zelda 2 fun. It has so <laughs> many stupid Easter eggs in it. There's just so many endings you can get, and I don't even think like the community at large found them all. I think there's just a bunch of hidden ones people never cracked. Uh yeah, it came out on Valentine's Day, like chat saying, like it's just it's just like a stupid fun game. It has a morality system that actually works and actually has a like, hey, yeah, you were a little bad, but then you decided to go to good. So here's an ending for doing that. Oh, you went completely bad. Here's an ending for that. Oh, you want the true ending? You have to do all of that, but you can save and then you can make the choices that you want that actually give you the ending credit and will keep that credit for you. So you don't have to do four playthroughs. You can do two and a half or something like that. And like nice. it honestly, like what you got for getting that was amazing. Suddenly turning like this Zelda-like game where you're just running around with like a little mace and you learn spells and stuff like that. Suddenly turning it into Contra and getting a machine gun and a motorcycle was fucking incredible. And then apparently, like, they added Halloween DLC this year where they basically turned you into Jason and Ash from Evil Dead. You got a shotgun and, like, a a machete. And I'm just like, this is just perfect. I just love how stupid this game is. I love that this game just embraces it all. It gives me all the things I love about Metroidvanias and just has fun with it. 
So once I realized, like I was thinking about the games I played this year, this was an easy, easy number one for me. All right, nice. Infernet, that's a great game. All right, for me, uh, the community basically didn't have any deliberation. 20 people guessed Elden Ring, and then it goes down to like two people guessed another one, and then it's ones all the way down. Like, and it's what was the another one? What was two votes? uh, God of War Ragnarok. Okay, okay, sure. Uh, And and they were wrong. It's not even on the list. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's not on the list at all. (laughs) Somebody literally just wrote something Pcross related, probably, which is a little offensive, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did they mean that for me? I don't know. No, they because for you, I think they put something else. But uh, yeah, no, of course it was going to be Elden Ring. I put so much time into this. It's a giant open world Souls game, which I like the Souls game. It's so different and like the evolution of that combat style that if you don't like it, you probably shouldn't play anymore because this is probably how all of those games are going to feel from now on going forward with like the jump and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That game is just incredible in a way that I didn't think it would ever live up to with the amount of hype that it had. And for me, it just hit on every point. Um, There was a mod release where you can play co-op with somebody else and i've been wanting to for a long time now but uh i there's just been too many things coming out i'm like itching to get back into that game and play through it again that's just one of the best experiences of the year easily all right nathan wild card Uh, here did the chat say anything or nah I'm yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to say it because I when they said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally what it is. That's so obvious. So, yeah, go oh, ahead. What? Were I they, don't were they saying it. Splatoon 3? Yes. Okay. Well, they were right. They were right. That, that, yeah. was, that was the game I kept going back to. Wow. It was probably the first, like, online action competitive-ish thing I've played since, like, Counter-Strike Source <laughs> with any regularity. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's been a long time. I know I'm old and slow. I can't get out of that B ranking. I, I know I'm not very good. But uh, I'm I'm having fun. I just I just keep returning to this game. It's kind of my introduction. I know everyone had this experience like five years ago when two came out, but I didn't do that. Uh, so on a whim, I picked this up, and uh, I really like swimming. I just love painting and swimming, sure. and then popping out, shooting stuff. What's your go-to uh, weapon? My oh, what what is my uh, Splattershot Junior? Kind of ended up being it. It was the it was the Splushomatic for a while though. That was my first weapon that I figured I liked because I like the stamp, the super stamp. Sploosh does good damage. Yeah, the Ultra Stamp or whatever. Yeah, that that was a big one. Are you a gyro uh, guy? Little what? Do you gyro, use the gyro guy? aiming? I do not, and I probably need to to get to that next level. If you're gonna, I don't make know. a living at it. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna become a <laughs> professional splatter scene. I watched a tournament. I watched a bunch of Japanese people playing this. Like I, I was I was interested in that for the first time ever. I was like, because I know how it plays and I know the maps. So it's just like, oh yeah, crazy. Oh wow, that guy's really doing it with the flings a roller. I I never use that thing. I like the roller. Apparently you can. I like yeah. the roller. Um lot of lot of uh, salmon run for me nowadays. Uh, salmon runs great. Love that. Yeah. More yep. collaborative. I will say, though, this game has also provided the most, like, infuriating... Oh, communication error. Guess what? Yep. None of those people are here anymore. And you're just like, dude, we had such a good thing going, and we had such a great, tight-knit crew that we've been playing with for, like, eight, like two hours, and now they're gone. 
forever. So thanks, Nintendo. Because it's yeah, a Nintendo game, so it's like you will never yeah. meet this So many network issues life. crashing to desktop, like whatever, crashing to the home screen, I guess, from like uh, Salmon Run after you've completed a run. It just kind of hangs and dies. <laughs> I don't know. I wish it was better, I guess, but I, I was still really happy with, with how it plays and its whole thing. So, yeah, I really, I really like it. Um, I missed out five years ago, I guess, but I'm catching up now. Uh, Splatoon, they Nintendo. Right I read on. through the art book of the first game. Like I was, <laughs> I was really, <laughs> really into this whole thing. So nice. Yeah. Do you think you might go back and play the the first two? I played the first one quite a bit. Got into some Wii U matches with people. Like people are still <laughs> playing it, which was great. Uh, the Squid Jump game on the it's that's a great idea while you're loading into a match and you need it now because it's going to take a while because there's like <laughs> 11 people playing and you need to all get into this game. Uh, Splatoon 2 is on the wish list, I guess. I'll, I'll definitely okay. take a look at it. Right on. Yeah. Nice. All right, Sean. They were wrong just straight up because they guessed God of War Ragnarok. Do you want some other answers that they gave? Sure. The next one was Elden Ring. That was pretty close. And then it drops off a lot, but the next one was A Plague Tale of Requiem. Okay. Um, my number one was Elden Ring. The, Whoa. The, wow! This game, this game is tremendous. Like... This is one of the best games of all time, as far as I'm concerned. This is this is wow. a, a I mean, wild. Yeah. This is this is a game wow. that people will be referring to for decades. They will they will talk about Elden Ring. I I assure you, it is it is fan. It is incredible what they did there. Uh, again, it's my first uh, from software Souls like. Um, I basically just bought it because I was like, the hype is so high. I I need to be a part of the zeitgeist. And this was one of the games where the zeitgeist kept going all year. And it was so fun to be a part of it and learn and see all the fun memes on on Twitter. And then I know the co-op is restrictive, but the fact that I was able to play every dungeon in co-op was was incredible for me and i it did it, it tur- like my game was basically running around finding dungeons and then going through them with a friend every single one of them uh like i put 110 hours i think into the game was was my time and like it doesn't even feel like i put in that much time whereas that's probably like four times the next closest game in terms of how much time I put into it it is so well done. There are so many fun secrets. It is so fun to play. Like that is the stories are so cool. The characters are interesting. Like it is it is almost unfair how incredible this game was. And and Paul said it like the expectations were so high and they still surpassed them like tenfold. It is it's ridiculous, I think. Uh, this game up. has so many people I know in real life and online that have never played a soul game get really into this. Either like even if they didn't love it at the very end, they all like finished it at least. That's insane to me. <laughs> a- absolutely. Like I I'm almost like now worried about the Breath of the, uh Tears of the Kingdom because it's like if they didn't take some of the lessons that Elden Ring did cuz Elden Ring took lessons from Breath of the Wild it's almost going to feel like a step back. Like I'm genuinely curious. Thought I didn't even it's consider. like the beach boys and the Beatles, you know, like they're just cultural exchange. I'm, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious if Nintendo like had to rework some stuff or felt scared in any way w- when Elden Ring dropped and they just like ate breath of the wilds lunch. 
as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and mm. like torrent putting a double jump on a horse. Holy <laughs> shit. I should have known that would have been what did it. I should have honestly, I, I, when I first played that, I was just like, this is going to be Sean's game of the year. <laughs> like it jokingly, feels, but it feels so good. Like, holy shit. It feels so good. And what's funny is like the other platforming when you're not on the horse, it sucks. And then you get on the horse and you Dude, have a double totally. <laughs> so like, yeah, it, it, it is. Oh, that's fine. I can't say it any, any harder. It is a, an absolutely tremendous game. Like it is a, like it, it is going to be in the history books. It, it'll be when people are, you know, when kids are Cave doing paintings of Elden Ring bosses. <laughs> when people are going to be like, what's on the, what's on the Mount Rushmore of video games 20 years from now? People are going to probably put Elden Ring up there. It's like, oh, you mean how they recarved Mount Rushmore to just be Elden Ring stuff? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. Who can El- say? Elden Ring is so good. And Nathan, I'm excited for you to eventually get to it. I did finally buy it, so it's nice. there we right go. there, ready to be 2023's 2022 game of the decade or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we all know the community's game of the year. I think John said it. He got it. So Kirby Dream Buffet, right? No. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> no. Yeah. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I can't believe that's number one. In a year with actually so many great Nintendo games, I can't believe that was you know, number I'm one. I'm just, gl- I like that Kirby game, so I'm fine with that. I'm really happy it's not one of the Pokemon games because they don't deserve I, it. I'm going to state again, like, I, I know I put Kirby on my disappointing list. It's on my honorable mentions list. I still liked it. I still yeah. can't believe with a li- a, how many strong Nintendo releases there were this year that it was number one. That s- legit surprises me. Was was Bayonetta three on the list at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It not is not fourteen. It's what? Oh well, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't on the top ten. It was uh, in the top twenty. I I'm guess. I'm pretty surprised about that. Just thinking about that, but the, uh, uh, John the controversy just I think uh, burned it for some people. Uh, for yeah. Sure. I think John so just too. mentioned honorable mentions. We all have a list of games that didn't get to our list, but we want to shout them out for one reason. So, John, why don't you give us a handful of those? And we'll kind of speed around these ones. I, I got five. I can jam through them okay. all. They're, they're more or less in order of where I probably would have put them. Oh, okay. Yeah, my number 11 was Metal Hellsinger. I, I okay. really liked, like I said, I got turned around on the game. I really liked it, but I just I just couldn't justify moving anything off the list. It, it just, it got edged off at the very end. Uh, sure. My number 12 would have been Gungrave Gore, which was the latest Gungrave game, because that is just a PS2-ass game in, like, the best way possible. It's just absolutely stupid it, it it oozes that weird like over the top style that's just like the right amount of janky but still somehow fun. Just the time I had playing it was great. And honestly, if I'd played more of it, probably would have cracked top ten proper. Uh, Stray was my number thirteen, just because that just was fun okay. to run around and play and just do. And obviously, Bagel. I already have an orange cat. I think the scene where like the cat gets hurt and you hear him like whimper, like like that actually like affected me. I'm like, oh god, it's no, the worst. I hate that, yeah, I hate I hate that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 14, The Witch Knight. Uh, that was a uh, Metroidvania that's also like bullet hell. Like you fly around, you shoot, stuff like that. You use like randomized cards for your spells and stuff like that. Cool idea. Just didn't get too far into it, unfortunately, in time. Other stuff got in the way, but I, I like the concept of it. And my number 15 was Kirby and the Forgotten Land because for as much as I said it was disappointing, it still is a good game. Um, I still think it's fun. There are some good moments for it. I really like that final true boss fight 
Uh, and while I have gripes about it, I still recognize that like for a 3D, proper 3D Kirby, it's a decent first attempt. And I really think the second one they do of this, if they ever do, will probably be the one that I actually like. Yeah, I think like a little perspective just for like my sake too, is that you play a lot of these. This is the first 3D one I've played in maybe a decade. Well, this is the so first 3D like, one they've done. If we're being oh, real, sure. Like, but like the, I like yeah I don't think there's a Kirby game I've missed that came out in North America at this right. point. So like and I I was starting to get Kirby fatigue around like I guess even the last one Star Allies. Uh, mm. The last one I really enjoyed was Planet Robobot, which was the second 3DS one, and yeah. that is part of the reason that the <clears throat> ending for the game didn't hit as well for me because sure. I'm like yeah Robobot did it better. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Robobot is very good. Yeah, both Robobot of the 3DS is very ones good. Are really good. I, I thought I, um, whatever the the first 3DS one was, like Super Deluxe, I was like, eh, that's all right. I like yeah, Robobot. One. I genuinely enjoyed. All right, I'll name off ones that haven't had any time yet and probably won't. Okay. Um, Smart. I thought Nobody Saves the World was great, but yeah. uh, not enough people were talking about it. Kind of fell under the radar. It was early in the year, so we're 12 months away from when it came out, so people forgot about it. Uh, it happens, but I think that is a pretty fun little Zelda-like type thing with a cool mechanic of you changing into different forms and leveling them up and then mix and matching them to do different things in the world. It's cool. That's a it, cool It game. is cool. It's super arcadey. You can just like mash your way through stuff. This is also on my honorable mentions. It's, which it, game it was this? Oh, okay. Nobody this is Nobody Saves the World. Saves the world. Oh, Nobody uh, Saves the World. Okay. And it has an online co-op, so that's a big plus for me. Sure. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, while not great, is kind of a fun little, like, I don't know, Skyrim-esque thing where you're in just this weird Japanese, uh, like, Tokyo city amalgamation of, like, just Japanese city sort of thing. Um, and the being in that world is kind of cool. The gameplay is okay at best. Uh, I think it deserves, like, a talk, but, like, this is one that you've if you got on a sale, I think that's probably a decent sale. Uh, I found it okay. Um, We talked about the quarry. Nightmare Reaper is a cool little boomer shooter roguelite indie thing where there's this weird through line story going through where you are in like a mental asylum or something. And every time you go to bed, you're into like a new roguelite type level. Uh, a Doom-like sort of thing where you're getting collectibles and upgrading your weapons and changing them out. It has a cool little weird mini-game thing where you literally are playing a Game Boy Advance SP type thing and you're playing a different mini-game in the game that is a dream that you're having in the game. That thing is just super neat. And uh, it's unfortunate that probably not a whole lot of people will talk about it ever again. So uh, Nightmare Reaper, people should check that out. If you like horror stuff... And specifically Resident Evil type things. Phobia St. Dinfa Hotel is a great uh, Resident Evil 7-like. Nightmare of Decay is a great kind of combination of Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 1 type thing. Uh, a lot of homages in there to those games. Um, I'm surprised Signalis is not on any of Signalis, yeah. I, I was just about to say Signalis is a great Silent Hill type uh, game if you like that sort of thing. I definitely think people should check out Signalis. That was on my list for a while, but it just got pushed out uh, from other things. Okay. Um, Dark Tide is a great thing to play with friends because those games are fun. 
And Lunastis, which is the most recent game that I've been kind of playing, is just a small indie fun like croc running game like from the PS1 type thing. And it's just running and through a level platforming, collecting stuff. It is uh, absolutely fantastic and people should check out Lunastis. Yeah, that's so that's a, a that's a fun of, flow game. It's so good. Yep. Uh, I don't have very many because I was playing a lot of older stuff. Uh, so I just have J.R. East Train Simulator, uh, okay. which is basically a lightly interactive video <laughs> of a train <laughs> in Japan. Nice. Uh, they need some more stations and stuff added to that thing. I think it's an early access, so hopefully we get that. But allegedly, it's like the real thing J.R. East employees are like trained on. Uh, to, okay. to pilot trains correctly. And it's like, oh, gotta, gotta slow down, man. Coming up on the station, but you don't want to be too late. Uh, it's just, yeah. I found it kind of <laughs> charming. I had to pick it up. But it's weird playing the same station over and over, because you're just like, yeah, this is just the same guy is standing at the exact same place on the platform every time I do this. <laughs> so, alright. I hope they add more. It's uh, It's not all there. And then if I can throw to older stuff that's like, this is still supported, because it's a live game. Yeah. Okay. Master yes, Ch- you can. Master Chief Collection. I've spent a ton of time playing Halo this year. Okay. Uh, are you a uh, you are the Halo, Halo Infinite fan? Yeah. I haven't. Tr- like, this is me kind of like, oh, I got to catch up. I never played four. I never played oh, five. Okay. So I got to get mm. ready for Infinite. So I haven't played it yet. Uh, but this was the notion here was I was going to play a bunch of these and catch up. But I, I ended up just spending a ton of time playing Halo 1, 2, 3, and ODST. Uh, three is so good. I forgot yep. how good it is. <laughs> so <laughs> Halo 3, I guess, is my honorable mention. What a video game they made 15 years it ago. Got to finish the fight. They, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot, I guess. So honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I have 11, um, but ones that people we've already talked about. Pokemon Legends, Nobody Saves the World, Kirby, Stanley Parable. Uh, the rest of them, uh, Escape Academy is a lot of fun um it's a escape room goofy uh co-op game um that's just great and they have dlc already out and more coming out so i plan to go back to that road 96 is the child that looked neat yeah, uh, a I, I, roguelike and a visual novel which i'm kind of just surprised they like pulled that off because that's a weird pairing yeah. but I it's on my play later list. Yeah, so. it's a weird one, so I liked that one. Horizon Forbidden West was on my number 10, like kind of 10 slot for a while there, but much like Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the greatest games of all time came out a week later and made it like non-existent. That series uh, just has like the worst luck release. It does. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost comical. So th- that has been on my like, as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to go back and keep playing Forbidden West. Uh, so I'll get to that eventually. Um, Call to the Lamb is cool, and I had a really great weekend running through that. Yeah. Marvel Snap, I've also mentioned, is fantastic and probably like my mobile game of the year easily. Sure. Um, Norco was my number 10 for so long. I tried so hard keeping this on there. But Norco is a really fantastic point-click adventure game. It's on Game Pass. Nathan, you should really play Norco. I think you would like re- you okay. would really enjoy it. When you get in the second half and meet the detective, make sure you get him to wear the clown makeup uh, because it unlocks <laughs> okay. a lot of really fun uh, dialogue sequences. But 
like you come across like a like a weird cult that took over an abandoned Best Buy and the cult everyone changes their name to Garrett but they keep wearing the Best Buy uniforms. It is huh. like such a weird game where it's like real serious but also just like goofy and Norco is so cool. Um it is definitely up there. And then I've mentioned Melatonin a couple times. Melatonin is really great. Uh, I've read this in the chat. I do want to give the call out. Last Call BBS is fantastic. And if you like Star Fox, you need to check out Exodiac. That game yeah. is amazing. Yeah, those are good pulls as well. All right. And the last one, uh, or not last one, next is our pile of shame. These are games that we didn't get to. Uh, these lists are usually pretty long. So if John, you want to give us a handful and we can kind of go around and do a few at a time. Uh, let me see what my shame list is. Is pile of shame on the community? I can't remember. It it is and i have them but okay. i mean i'll just give it's a the, handful it's got to be the most scattered like one point for everything list right? yeah can you make like a top yeah. three uh yeah i can do okay that. why don't we do that john do you there's have a, a lot of ties so okay maybe we'll draw two games on my shameless this year okay. all right do you want to give us like see i'll, I'll balance out time? the time because i only have three i have 25 <laughs> Oh my God. Wow, I didn't have the longest <laughs> list this year. That's wild. I have 11. So, John, why don't you give us like six? All right. Sifu. Uh, I really like the idea behind it. Uh, it seemed like it's such a cool idea, although, you know, brutal and challenging. Just never got around to it because I wasn't playing much on my PS5 this year, honestly. Uh, and there was a weird controversy about it when it came out. I don't know if that ever worked out or not. Something about the collector's oh. edition. Uh, I, don't I don't remember the full details anymore, but I remember I, I avoided like playing it for a while because it's just like and eh, there's like weird weird negative buzz around this right now but then like i guess it got explained or straightened out because everyone was like got over it really fast oh. uh god of war ragnarok didn't play it for the obvious reason of having not played god of war 2018 or 2019 whatever year it was 18 uh king of fighters 15 i love king of fighters but just didn't get into this one for some reason same thing happened with 14 horizon forbidden west same thing as god of war, god of war ragnarok didn't play the first one just so never got around to it uh tunic everyone told me it was kind of a kind of game i'd probably like just never got around to it actually didn't even buy it till like the steam sale in christmas and the quarry just i liked until dawn the bit of it i played uh and what i had seen of the quarry very similar vibes and just yep, seemed yeah. like the plot seemed very silly but just yep. never got a chance to do it so there you go there's a chunk of six i'll give you more when you come back to me all right uh not for broadcast a uh, game that came out earlier in the year Very seemed cool pretty neat. This. Yeah, uh, just it just never found the time. Uh, Pokemon Arceus sucks because apparently that's the one that's better than the one I played. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, Dying Light 2. I was kind of waiting for this game. Then when it came out, I heard some like eh things about it. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Don't care. Uh, but I was planning to get back to it on a sale and then. So many other things came out that I just kind of forgot about it. Ollie Ollie World. Feel bad that I didn't play this because I think I probably would have liked it. It's cool. I like Ollie Ollie World. <laughs> I have Horizon Forbidden West here. I probably shouldn't because I don't have a PS5. So I don't. It's not a pile of shame thing, but I wish I would have played it this year because I like that yeah. first game. And uh, I did want to check out Martha is Dead, but I held off on it back when it came out. There was some weird controversy thing. Not that I care about controversy. I couldn't give a shit less about that. But it was a little pricey than I thought. Because I think it was like a $50, $60 game or something. 
was like, oh, I heard this is like a two hour experience or something. So maybe I'll hold off on that. But I kind of wish I had picked it up. I think that's six or seven there. Oh, are we? So we're kind of going around because I can just volunteer one. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just throwing that. them out. This trip around the horn. Okay, so Sonic Frontiers definitely was feeling the pull, wanted to check it out. Uh, I've been hearing around the internet that it might be the best Sonic game ever made. So I got to see what that's about. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, I'll do like uh, three, I guess. Um, yeah. I have not played Trombone Champ. For the main I reason of, like, wow. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, like, yeah, it, it, like, it's funny, and I see the videos, and those are funny. Like, do I need to play it, or is the majority of the joke, or do I already have the majority of the joke? Like, listen, seen I think you already have the majority of the joke until you start digging into actually getting the true ending. Then it's like a weird okay. ride. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Once upon a jester, this was like a random game at like a Nintendo Direct that just like really seemed cool and funny, and they released it the same day, and I just haven't gotten the time to check that out but it seems up my alley for sure uh and then i have bayonetta 3 on here i do want to get to that but it came out when like a thousand games came out so something had to give yeah do you want to give the number three for pile of shame for the community uh yeah the number three would be a tie between elden ring and bayonetta 3 Mm. okay okay all right, another six for me neon white even though we did a tdp plus on this one i wasn't around for it uh, and it just seemed like such an interesting concept for a game. I just never got around to playing it. Live Alive, a remake of the Super Famicom RPG. I got to play a little bit of this, uh, a little bit of this on stream, and the bit I played was actually really cool, and I liked it a lot. However, just never got to dig into it. So, Digimon Survive, uh, a tactics-based Digimon game with like some other like horror elements and stuff like that. It just seemed like a really interesting idea. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 didn't play it for the obvious reasons of having not finished any of the other Xenoblade games, even though they're separate stories. Uh, but apparently it's really good. Frog Gun. Frog with a gun. Or, a, sorry, a frog gun. This seemed like another PS1-esque era platformer, kind of like Lunasys. Seemed really interesting. Uh, just picked it up late, picked it up on the Steam sale, and then tried to see if Stream wanted it, and they, it lost to... I think it was River City Girls 2, which worked okay. out because that ended up on my top 10 anyways. Yeah. Uh, and Curse to Golf. I love golf games. This one seemed yeah. really interesting and it had a pedigree of like some well-known devs on it. So I was really curious about it. Just never got around to playing it. I got really into that game. Not enough to remember it, apparently, but I got into it for a weekend. It was OK. Uh, far Changing Tides. Far Loan Sales is great. This is a successor to that. Just wanted to try it. Never did. It's cool. Uh, Shadow Shadow Warrior 3. Uh I don't know why I never picked this up, but I wanted to, and I just, again, didn't. Young Souls, heard good things about it, never got around to it. It's cool. Um, Norco, yeah. I it's it was on my list of stuff that, like, I really want. That's actually, there's a few that are highlighted here. That's one of my top, like, pile of shames I wish I had got to. Um, along with a game called Evil West, which came out somewhat recently, which came out during the bombardment of a bunch of other shit, which is why I haven't gotten it to it yet. Yeah. Uh, Dwarf Fortress. I uh, had it wish listed for a long time, and it just said time is subjective, and I thought that was really funny, so I kept it around. <laughs> uh, and then it had a date and suddenly existed, so I was like, oh, crap. Well, I don't have time to yeah. touch that, scratch that now. Yep. 
Yeah. So that will surely be of interest in the future. Uh, so, yeah. Um, in terms of like, what's the first pile of shame I'm going to play when some time uh, clears up? It's Crisis Core, the remaster. Uh, sure. want to play that. Yeah. Midnight Suns is also right up there. Um, New Tales from the Borderlands, I have had downloaded for a couple months now, and I'm just waiting to clear some stuff up. There's three for me. Uh, number two from the community was a tie between Stray and Sonic Frontiers. Six more for me. Freedom Planet 2. I liked the first one, even if I didn't finish it. And I'd heard good things about the second one, although I also had some people kind of ragging on it today, so I'm not even sure now. But I guess apparently oh. it's still getting patched fairly often. But uh, yeah, no, that seemed interesting. Valkyrie Elysium. I like the Valkyrie games, the profile sure. games. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was excited to see how this action, more action-focused one was. But I just picked it up and it just didn't line up with my free time. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. One I'm surprised didn't make the top 10 for the community this year, honestly. I can tell you where it is if you want. Sure, <laughs> it is there somewhere. That game is real good. Okay, it is... Oh my god, top 10... Oh, it's real far down. It's 21. Wow. Yeah, and no, it's tied I, with I, the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I had people say, like, this one's, like, if you like the first one, like, this is good. It's got some weird changes, but still genuinely pretty good. So I'm hoping to get yep. that at some point. Might have cracked my top 10 if I had touched it a bit more. Signalis, a game that I really enjoyed what I did play, but I only played, like, 45 minutes of it. And honestly, that was one of the ones I wanted to prioritize and possibly would have cracked my top 10, but just did not get to put the time into what I wanted. Tactics Ogre Reborn, a remake of the uh, PS1 and uh, Super Famicom game Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together. Heard excellent things about it, just never got around to it. And Front Mission First, another remake of a Super Famicom Tactics game that I was really excited for, but kind of stealth dropped at the end of November and I just could not fit it in. Sure. All right, Salt and Sacrifice came out. I like Salt and Sanctuary. No excuse. I just didn't pick this up and play it, and uh, I feel bad about it. A game called <laughs> Silt came out. Uh, high contrast. Think Limbo-like in the way that it's presented, but you are in water of some sort or some giant monster or something. I don't know. It's weird and creepy with, like, a small field of view around you, like a whole bunch of darkness or whatever, and you're just... it's. A Metroidvania where you're floating around in some weird goo shit or something and stuff is trying to kill you. It It's super fun from what I played of it, but I never went around to play the full game. Same with Soldiers. Soldiers played... The demo played incredible, and I was so excited about it. To hear that it runs like shit is disappointing, but also a little relieving that I don't have to maybe play that. <laughs> so there you go. If it, if it gets uh, patched a bunch, I do recommend it. It's just it needs to get patched. Yeah. Uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, I don't know, Marvel weird like tactics thing with visual novel in there, sure, sign me up. I also had Sifu Frog Gun on here, and uh, I put Bayonetta 3 just because I like Bayonetta games. I mean, Bayonetta 3 can't be on my list because Bayonetta 2 is still on my list from 8 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bayonetta 2 is though. so good. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, so number one for me is Elden Ring, which I finally own. Uh, I was just coming off back-to-back -back Souls, like, platinuming Dark yeah. Souls 3 and Bloodborne. So I was like, I think I kind of did that. I don't want this. Like, and I'm glad I played those. This, this apparently surpasses them, but I still really enjoyed the old stuff. 
Uh, so I didn't want to overshadow those old games that I intended to play. Uh, so now I'm ready to play the new one. I'll see what it's about. Nice. I have Saints Row on here, just waiting to clear up some co-op game time. I got Rogue Legacy 2 on here, which I have played the intro, but I'm going to have to replay it because that was months ago. Um, I have Ghostwire Tokyo, which I bought when it first went on sale and did not touch it once. So I need to go back <laughs> to that. Um, and then I'll just finish up because I have two left. Sports Story came out last week, and I was like, oh, finally, I love Golf Story. Apparently, it's super buggy. So I might wait a bit yeah. for that and hope yeah. I fix it. I heard really buggy. And then one of the guys I know that was like super into it was like, yeah, it's not worth it. Oh, that's so disappointing to hear. And uh, return to Monkey Island. Uh, I need to finish Monkey Island 2 first. It's true. It does. They have a nice scrapbook that recounts all of those things, but it's better to see it firsthand. And the top for a pile of shame from the community with... Solo top, quite a few votes, was Tunic. Nice. That's fair. Uh, Last four on my list. Pokemon Violet. Got to start the game. Liked what I played of it. Just, you know, it's a Pokemon game. Just had to dig into it because it's an RPG. Speaking of RPGs, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Also wanted to play that. It came out at the beginning of the year. And uh, I just never got around to playing it. I don't even remember what got in the way, honestly. Infernax was Valentine's Day, but that came out before that. Uh, Midnight Suns, I, what I had played of that, again, I liked, honestly, if I'd played more, it probably would have cracked my top 10. Uh, just never got past the f- tutorial stage. And Crisis Core FF7 Reunion, same thing, just a very, very late release, too much game to get yeah. into at once when I figured I could play a bunch of shorter ones and know for sure if it, they'd be on my list. My final few here are the top of my list that I want to get to. Azure Striker Gunvolt 3 came out. Stranger of Paradise, I want to get to. Door Fortress, I want to get to. And the big one that I feel real bad about, actually, this would be my number one. A Plague Tale Requiem, because I like the story in the first one, and it just fell at such a bad time for me, and it never... I do like up. I do like that game. Yeah, that didn't get, like, any talk during this show, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just kind of, like, not incredible at anything, but, yeah. like, pretty okay at a bunch of stuff. It's, like, it's like a really good B game, as I, as I it's like it. the It's like the first one, then. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which, yep. Yeah, same yeah. problem. Yeah. I, I exhausted my list, so yeah, I'm no, just going to hand well, the torch yeah, over. That's yeah. all the lists there. Um, that's it. We get into uh, uh, the second last round here, a quick one. This is 2022's 2023 game of the year, where we are going to guess, shot in the dark, what next year's game of the year is. Do you guys also, by any chance, remember what your last one was? I have my I have my list written down here, yeah. <laughs> All right, so John, start us off. What did you guess? Were you right? What's your selection for next year? Uh, my list here says I have... Uh... <laughs> My original list says uh, four honorable guesses, my actual guess, and an if-it-came-out guess. Uh, so I originally okay, wrote okay. Breath of the Wild 2 was going to be my game of the year if it came out. If it didn't, okay. it was going to be Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which ended up being my number two game and Very probably close. would have been number one if Infernax hadn't come out. So and right. that was a surprise release to me. Uh, what are I you guessing honorable, for next year? Uh, I had oh. honorable guesses for Sea of Stars, which didn't come out. River City Girls 2, which made fifth place. Metal Select Tactics, which didn't come out. And Bayonetta 3, which I just didn't touch because I'm burned out on Platinum Games. Uh, yeah. My guess for next year's Breath of the Wild 2. Moving it along, sure. Yep. 
And I'll give an honorable guess to Sea of Stars as well, because uh, I'm pretty sure that is next year. All right. I guess last year that Elden Ring would be my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So that was a pretty easy target, I think, but sure. nailed it. Okay. Realistically, if they do it right, Resident Evil 4 Remake should probably be very close. I think that's the safe, like, yeah, it's probably going to be there if, like, even if Top everything... or something, for sure. If everything else is, like, uh, that comes out is okay, and that's, like, better than okay, that's probably going to be it. Uh, my, like, side guesses were... I could I could see getting really into Starfield or Payday Three if that actually comes out. Okay, but your official so, guess is re- is for Resident remake? Evil Four Remake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So we're just predicting our own game of the year. Yeah. yeah well, what, what do you think, do you think your game? Be? Oh, okay. Number one next year. I guess Alan Wake Two if it comes out. Sure. Nice. Pikmin Four strong contender. If you it have comes to pick out. one. Wasn't that twenty four okay. for Pikmin Four? Oh, well, oh, Alan Wake so. 2 then. Alan Wake 2. That's <laughs> okay, good one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, last year, I guessed God of War Ragnarok, I believe. Uh, that ended up being number six for me. Actually, I can just scroll down and look. I don't know why I'm asking. <laughs> yes, God of War Ragnarok. So that ended up being number six for me. Um, oh, and I'm going to guess. Pikmin 4 is, in fact, 23. Oh, it is 23? Oh, okay. Apparently Pikmin yeah, 4 That's is what they're saying, but it's just a logo right now. My hopes are low, so I'll go with Alan Wake 2. Yeah. I'm going to join John in guessing Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Or, sorry, Tears, Tears of, of the, the Kingdom. Kingdom. Tears yeah, of I was like, Kingdom. it has a Tears name. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But they're changing it because the queen died. It was, it was sad. All right. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> no, do you want to read off some of our predictions from last year? We'll see how I correct do. we were. Uh, the TDP prediction for their game of the year is oh. obvious. It's Zelda 2 by a fucking landslide, like four <laughs> or five times the not, amount not of the Not even shocking. One. Not even shocking. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. Predictions from last year. Let me quickly... So for those who don't know, last year we made some predictions of kind of events in the games industry. Okay, yeah. this Because I was like, I wrote events, not... I also wrote games, but that was before I knew. So these but, were okay. events. Um, it could be release dates, could be announcements and we, we made some shots in the dark and see if we were right or wrong all right so from last year uh is switch gonna get a hardware revision we all said yeah of course it has to that thing's a piece of shit now <laughs> like Oops. there has to be something <laughs> once again uh no. no um that makes the next thing in non-applicable but what gets enhanced uh sean you said 4k output bigger screen and uh both me and John said bigger screen. Uh, new Smash characters, because that's just the thing we do every year, apparently now. Uh, Sean, you said Spider-Man and Hollow Knight would be in Smash. I think we John said this said, as a joke, right? Like, I feel like I it think was. So. I, I think so. I have no idea. Because they already remember. they said they were done last year. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't remember when they finished uh john you said dante but specifically capcom representative of some sort uh which is kind of where he came along and then a xenoblade character uh just nondescript i don't know if any of this is happening are you sure this is not Uh, from like two years ago because xenoblade already had characters in smash yeah it says prediction is 2021 so i don't think so 
I'm trying to see what else are the predictions we have here. And it's just they'll load up the roster just like Fire Emblem style. Yeah, no, this is from last year or this year. Weird. All right, keep going then. And then I just copied what Sean said because I was like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Metroid Prime 4 comes out. Uh, Sean says no. John says so yes, fun. tied, but it's frames. tied, but it's tied to a new Switch release. Oh. And I said, well, yes, but it's going to be a trailer only. Like it was Metroid Prime Four. Are they going to do anything with that? Um, I guess Sean was right <laughs> on that one. Uh, will they fix Cyberpunk? Uh, we all said yes. Uh. And the answer think, is kind of. Yeah, like, the answer is kind of. So okay. I think that's. Sure. People did get way into it this year. You know, so these might be happens. two years old. You think so? Well, because I probably would not have guessed Metroid Prime 4 was going to be tied to a new Switch because they tied yeah, let me see what I have to the OLED. So they probably wouldn't have done that twice in a row. Yeah. And also, when That's... I was looking at prediction stuff on last year's episode, the, was Cyberpunk getting fixed was on there. I didn't go through everyone, so I can't confirm, but that one was definitely there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Then I don't have predictions because okay. this is what says 2021 on it. Hmm. Well, we can make new ones. Right? Well, yeah. we got a couple okay. more and we'll just we'll just see at this point. Yeah, let me see here. 2021. A price increase to Game Pass. Uh, is there one on there where we guess which what price the the Spartacus one is going to be? Spartacus. No. That's the, that's the Sony one? No, there isn't. Because that was last year. Yeah, then I don't have them. So I think they're, you have I mean, they're probably ago. somewhere, but I'll have to dig a little <laughs> yeah, bit. For no them. big deal. Um, all right, let's make new predictions, though. And we've streamlined the process a bit before. We were just kind of coming up with them on the spot. We needed to get it tighter and faster. So each of us came with three. Nope. We will- I have three. Or maybe less. We will have zeros less, but one's real sad. Some of us came with three or four. (laughs) We will present them to the group, and the other ones will react, and those will be the predictions. So John has zero. Paul, you have some, right? I have three. Okay, why don't you give us one? Okay, the first one was Valve uh, releases like a new Steam Deck or like a new version of it, and Nintendo still doesn't have a new Switch. (laughs) Okay, so you're saying Valve will do that and Nintendo won't do theirs, right? right so it's a two-parter kind okay, of. Okay, okay. John, what do you think? Um, I really think there's going to be... I, I really feel like Breath of the Wild is tied to a, a new Switch model. I really... I got this weird feeling about it. Okay, and do you think... So that's what makes it hard, right? ...on the Steam Deck? <laughs> yes, absolutely on that. Okay, so you're yes for both. Yes. Okay. Nathan. Okay. So Matthew Perry is going to disappear for like a month. Okay. No, to the point where people start getting concerned <laughs> and they're like, what? We need to hashtag pray for Perry. What's going on? He just got way into Starfield. That's all it is. Okay. So he'll appear so, on a talk show and talk about how awesome Starfield is. And then he just kind of lost track of time. And uh, yeah, Starfield. Okay. That's great. We need you to react to Paul's first, though. Oh, sorry. Damn it. Uh, new Switch, that should happen. Uh, I feel it's been a long time and they're sort of falling behind, especially with all my 3 problems. But will it is the thing. Uh, but 
I don't know if that the, like I think they want that install base, so I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to be okay. slow on this one. Right. Uh, and the Steam Deck, yes. I apologize for jumping the gun on it's that. It's okay. So you're excited. the same as Paul's. Um, yeah. I don't think there will be a new Steam Deck. Okay. And I do think there will be a Switch. So basically the reverse. Okay. Okay. And Damn. and John's just <laughs> optimistic across the board. I just think okay. like right. the Steam Deck did way too well for Valve to not like do something with it. And when they did Steam Machines, Valve like went a little too hog wild on that. So I'm expecting them to go a little too hog wild on this. So okay. that's why I think yeah. the Steam Deck will happen, at least even a color revision at the very least, like just a different Ooh. kit. Um, but yeah, Nintendo is a was a freaking wild card half the time, so I don't know. Okay. And so Nathan, your your <laughs> prediction is that specifically Matthew Perry is going to be really into Starfield. He's going to get so into Starfield that it like makes headlines. Okay, okay. so Matthew Perry. <laughs> uh, John, what do you think Starfield. about that? Mm, nah. <laughs> No, not similar enough to Fallout Three. Okay, no. Okay. Uh, Paul, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, let me tell you why no. quickly. Like he might. I just don't think we're gonna hear about it. That's the thing is that it's not gonna make headlines, and I think that's the specific point that I. Oh, okay. Focused okay. On. okay. He but, might get way into it, but who he, cares? Yeah, well, sure. Right. <laughs> as long as one of us is following his his Instagram and his Twitter for when he he gets the news out, then we can. You can know for sure. I am not. Nathan, that's your job for next year. <laughs> yeah, just keep an eye on Matthew Perry and his habits. Look, someone's right. got to be put, it, so. Let me put yeah. here, must um, follow Instagram. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mine is, will the Microsoft Activision buyout go through? I'm saying, yes, it will. They will purchase Activision. John. Uh, yeah, I'd say yes, but... The investigation makes it take so long; it doesn't happen till like the end of the year. But you, we, but it is going to happen in twenty three. I think it will happen in twenty three, but it will okay. be very close to end of year if the FTC oh. gets involved. Well, they already are; they're suing them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. going to delay it for that long. Hmm. I put yes as well. Yeah. How long did the Fox Disney thing take to sort out? Because that seems bigger to me in my brain. You know. So I don't have no idea. Yeah, I, I guess I'd also say, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take the counterpoint. Sony totally bones it up and like the old politicians don't understand video games. So they just say no. They just don't understand. Okay. They just don't don't get it. All okay, right. hold on. That's a lot to write. Hold on. Politicians don't you can just say no, it doesn't and games. That's oh, I have that. OK, OK, done. Paul, another prediction. Another prediction I have, uh, we get a new version, like a new SKU for the PS5 and like the edition now is more of a basic version. That's a little cheaper. No. Okay. They like literally raised the price something. this year. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by basic edition? Like they're going to have like a PS5 like slim or something like a new okay. version. So nothing's improved other than it's cheaper and lighter. Right, exactly. Okay. Less parts but, so or it's something. Like, it's, so yeah, it's not a half step console. It's just a new model. Yeah, no, not like an upgrade, like a new <laughs> like version or something. Yeah. Okay. That's a no from John. And we should say like a significant slim because technically they keep putting out new PS5s <laughs> that are technically lighter. 
or t- mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, those don't count. It has right, to be like that. It has to be like we it has like to be marketed as such. Model. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, I, I do have it written here happen, as I just new I feel they're hubris. Like they they raise the price on it, and this yeah. new controller is hundreds of dollars. Like I just don't think they're going to do it. So no. So. Yeah, I'm going to say no as well. They're trying to figure out the their first batch still. <laughs> <laughs> what was your prediction, Paul? They are doing it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Nathan. Man, I mean, I'm really hyper specific on purpose here. So, okay, the war in Ukraine ends. There's much rejoicing. (laughs) Nintendo announces a direct shortly thereafter, and everyone assumes it is finally to release that Advance Wars game that got buried when the war started. Oh, my God. The night before the direct, China declares war on Taiwan. (laughs) They put it off again. Nathan! World events are gonna screw this up yet again. Can it's you just like copy and paste yeah. this to me? That's like yep. what the fuck? All that everything. <laughs> yep. Twenty twenty eights are just bad. So something okay. new is gonna happen. So advanced war gets pushed again because new conflict. Yeah. Okay. Uh no. I took a guess at the I, combatants because there's a lot of heat. But no, I like it. I'm, I'm going halfway. Good. War on Ukraine ends and uh, Advanced Wars finally gets a release date. But, okay. but China so does not invade I don't think Taiwan. the China-Taiwan conflict uh, okay. A, up. will happen okay. this year or B, will affect Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Wait, so it will happen eventually is your prediction? <laughs> yeah, that will eventually okay. happen. Because it's an island, it would be hard to do tank stuff. So it might be Hong Kong. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Getting political. Mine's Sorry. mine's actually surprisingly wrong. Similar similar waters here. Game Pass raises its price by five dollars. Mm, okay. Just across the board. Any iteration of it is five dollars more now. Didn't they say they were already it's, doing that? They've said they're raising the game, the first party games, and they said we probably will not be able to hold our current prices forever. That's all. Well, with some spent. big stuff coming, like Starfield, with Matt, which Matthew Perry is going to get way into, uh, right. they're going to probably right. have to raise it. So yeah. I'm going to say yeah. ten, at least for Matthew Perry. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with wow. Sean. Okay. It, it goes up in price. Yeah, I agree. Nathan kind of doubled it. Put yes yeah. and says it will be ten dollars. Even worse. Ooh. Yeah, nice round okay. number. All right. Yeah. Uh, mine's Game Pass related as well, actually. Okay. Um. This is kind of specific and a shot in the dark, but the basic idea is that gold no longer Xbox Live gold no longer exists and is mixed in with Game Pass permanently. But Game Pass gets like another tier like Sony's trying to do, like a more expensive version or something. Um, so so if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you do get gold. That's that right. Is but what I'm saying I'm saying gold is going to be baked into all of it. And then ultimate is going to be kind of like the next step up where the specific thing I have here is that they're going to stop offering day one for anything that isn't a Microsoft studio period on the basic version. Like they're going to make a basic version that's worse somehow. And it's going to have gold. And also it's going to be impossible to purchase gold on its own because that's just not like gold doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. All right. It's super specific, but like, yeah. I'm going to say I agree with gold going away. I don't think that they're going to segment out Game Pass because that is doing so poorly for Sony. 
like a tier system with yeah, better I don't, stuff. I don't think they would do it. I think they want to keep it simple. So like no other tier. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there'll that. be another tier, but I do think they okay. will axe gold once and for all. That makes sense. Yeah. The gold thing seems kind of quaint at this point. In fact, um, from what I understand, it is hard to just subscribe to gold. Like you need to like find a weird website. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm kind of splitting my bet here because I already said they'd raise it $10, but like we could do it where it's like that is a tier available, but they're going to want to keep okay. the same base price. Let so me, they this, this is actually kind it. of, this is so yeah. specific. It's actually kind of three things. So let's say <laughs> gold goes away is one. Um, and we all sign off on that. Game or? pass tier change. I guess I'll put uh, or tier addition. And the other one is, uh, no, that's probably good, actually. Yeah, so, I, th I think like, the difference. No, no, it didn't, it didn't go up in price. Ultimate is still $50, but platinum or whatever. So like Sean said, yes, and then no yeah. is basically. And like with my price, yeah. it's that the offering they have now will be more expensive next year. And then Nathan, you also say yes, but no like other version of Game Pass or whatever. Ah, oh, it's, like it's hard. Yeah, I guess I'd be splitting my bet. I'd be contradicting my previous, just raising it. So I'll, I'll I guess I'll say no as well. It won't, right. okay. it won't quite do that, but I could see. Yeah, I'll just say no. John, did you respond to that one? No. Um, yeah, gold disappears and the game pass goes up in price. But do you think it gets like a tier system like? No, uh, absolutely no. not. Because okay. like you said, like Sony's is doing abysmal. Now, that's just Sony not putting much on it. I think Game Pass and Xbox could get away with doing that. But I don't think they'll do it sure. simply because like Sony's feels pretty botched. Yeah. Okay. Nathan, your last prediction. It's my last one. OK, good. The the, the other one's too unpleasant. So let's just keep <laughs> it here. Uh, Tintin Reporter Cigars of the Pharaoh becomes a surprise hit. And greases the wheels for Peter Jackson to finally make a continuation of that film franchise. However, with it comes new scrutiny of the old comics, specifically centered around Tintin in the Congo. Uh, so it becomes kind of a Dr. Seuss thing where it's like, oh no, Tintin's being canceled. And a bunch of fake false flag fans are going to get on board and buy up Tintin stuff. It's just going to be a real headache to be a Tintin fan. Okay. It's already I, happened. I am a Tintin it's fan. It's already a My headache. My mom brought this cool <laughs> Tintin figure, Snowy's, in his backpack back from Belgium. I got a little year. Snowy booklet oh, this year. Yeah. Brittany yeah. bought it nice. for me. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm going to say, like, it's going to be hard for the real old school Tintin fans in the new going year. Going to be, be hard. Because there's going to be a bunch of Sue Spy Up style oh, stuff going on. Okay. You're saying that's going to be hard for Tintin. I know Tintin the Congo got canceled, but yeah. Yeah. That, that's something like there was already like the Tintin controversy. Like, oh, yeah, no, Tintin of the Congo is super racist. Super okay. racist. You can't buy it here. And with good reason. <laughs> so, what I wrote down is going to be hard for Tintin fans in 2023. Yes or no? Let's go. I mean, that's just every year. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard to be a Tintin fan. That's just every year. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no. That That's too, too sad. <laughs> There's no way any of that's happening. I, I, I don't want to live in a world in, in, where, where that gets so difficult to be intended. I don't want to feel a sh shame putting this on my desk. Yeah, okay, good. Fair. I, yeah. I also don't, but I'm scared that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, but there is valid. a video game at this, the kernel of this. There is a Cigars of the Pharaoh adventure game coming out. I totally so. forgot about that. Surprise hit, yay or nay? No. Okay. No. I don't think so, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there, 
Um, yeah. But, you know, it won't be enough, you know, unless I buy like four copies. I'm also saying no, probably. Okay. No All Tintin right. revival or canceling. Just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just nothing. <laughs> Advanced Wars comes out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I hope you're right, because that means there's no new wars. <laughs> yeah, I say yes as well. Because, like, if Nintendo's sitting there waiting out Putin, I don't think it, they're going to win that one. Um, but maybe they finally think it's been removed enough and they can put it out during a war. Sure. Yeah. Okay. They just get confident enough to see the difference, I guess. Or they put a little disclaimer at the front. It's like, hey, we're super sensitive about stuff going on, but we it's fun. Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, I found the predictions. Let's go over last year's and then <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get out. But Cyberpunk yeah. did come true this year. So. Uh, so Metro Prime 4 was on here. It was one of the first ones. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, too soon after last Metroid said Sean. John said yes, trailer only specifically because of uh, because Metro Dread was good received well and i said yes trailer only though so we know how that no nope, no trailer ended. still uh switch hardware revision was also on here and what gets enhanced and it's literally the same thing we just rolled yeah. it forward okay okay do we see mario kart 9 sean said trailer at e3 slash nintendo direct actually we all did now that i see here it wasn't even any three <laughs> and then we got surprised right. with the dlc <laughs> right uh, there was uh, what is the twist in Mario Kart 9 like if it appears or whatever Sean said tracks that are smashed with other tracks and uh, John and I said Nintendo Kart just which more show. characters kind of thing right okay. yeah, yeah just more, across like smash brother ask like from other franchises exactly. my trick prediction would have been three people in the cart <laughs> it's like sonic Bash, heroes what they call it yeah all right. Uh, does PSVR 2 launch in 2022? We all said yes. Oops. Nope. Well, they announced it in 22. Yeah. Well, they announced uh, it beforehand, right? Well, they they, they showed it off. Yeah. 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 Did they announce a price point? Because we guessed what that would be. They did. They have announced yes. it's 550. It's 550. Okay. Uh, Sean said 350. John said 400. Ooh. And I said 300. So we were all off. More expensive uh, than the console. Does Game Pass get a price increase? We all said no. Hey, a lot of pessimism. Oh, that one right. <laughs> oh, but there's optimism then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, Sony Spartacus price point for a library subscri subscription. So how much do we think the Sony Spartacus price is going to be? Sean said $10. John said 20 And I split the difference and said 15 I actually don't know. I don't remember the what the price difference is. Yeah, I, I don't have remember no what the price is. Let's see. Sorry, one on earth is Sony Spartacus. It's like that, Kirk Douglas. That was like the code name for their uh, tiered uh, subscription service. Oh, okay. Okay, Okay. Yeah. here we go. Uh, I think these are American prices, which we would have done um, to compare yeah. it to uh, Canadian. Uh, 10, eight, uh, 15, and 18. Is PS Plus Essential the catalog? Oh, God, this website's like dying. Uh... I think it's I think the answer is 10 bucks. OK, so Sean said 10. Uh, I said 15 and John said 20. I mean, we're pretty close. We're all pretty close, by those yeah. tiers. But yeah. one was dead on. So, yep. Are people happy with Nintendo online yet? 
No. <laughs> we all said no. Three. Uh, I mean, yeah, some of the best and some of the worst <laughs> experiences. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we no. all said no. <laughs> yeah. Man, squid um, hopping within a lobby, though. Some fun stuff, though. It's only possible with Nintendo Switch Online. But okay. It just says here, new Dragon Age? Uh, Sean said, yeah, announced. we'll get a... Tr- yeah, he's Sean, uh, Sean said we get a trailer. John said no. And I said no. Well, maybe a tweet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like sure a mention. They, I'm yeah. sure they tweeted about it. Yeah. They tweeted and there's like a, a minute trailer out there or something like that. It's basically a teaser. Yeah. Um, Does something with the name E3 still exist? Sean said yes. John said, this is the last E3, so yes, but this is the last one. And I said yes as well. And it turns out it's the reverse. They took this year off, but next year they're back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ugh, just to mess with everyone. Wow. Yeah. Just to make us look dumb. Ugh. <laughs> uh, does a Steam Deck come out? Or when is it coming out, rather? Uh, Sean said April. John said the beginning of March, and I said July. I don't Was remember when they actually came out. I don't remember either. February. I yeah. think. I think John. Yeah, John's the most right. That one. Wait, didn't you say John um, said May? I said March. No, he, March. beginning of okay. March. So closest. Yeah. Um. Okay, so these are game specific now, I guess, or some of these Pokemon Arceus. Like, basically, are you going to get it? Are you going to play it? Sean said, I will have a good time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John said, sure. Uh, Like, you're going to get it and it's going to be okay, I guess. Yeah, I got it and And, it was okay. And I said, I won't be getting it, which I did not. So, yay. (laughs) We all did it. Hooray. (laughs) Okay. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. How is it received? And we all said good. (laughs) Which it was. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yep. Game of the year for the community. Yep. Yep. Okay. Does Sonic Frontiers actually come out? We all said yes. Yep. So did. we were right. Is it well received? Sean said no. It's a bad game. <laughs> he, st- <laughs> and he still says that, I believe. So. Uh, John says yes. It was and received I- well, but it is a bad game. And I said it's bad, but I like it. That's 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 accurate. That's the correct. That's the most correct. All right. This just says Mario movie and then has a, a few questions underneath it. So about the Mario movie, does it rank higher than the first Sonic movie on Tomato Meter? Oh, I got delayed out of the year. It's supposed to come out in right. December. Yeah. Uh. So the the number Should we had at the forward t- then for it's well, well it's forward. gonna have to change. Yeah. Because okay. Sonic, we have on the tomato meter, was 63% when we did this question. Like, we actually looked it up. So, because we had to know, does it rank higher? Uh, Sean, you said no, it's going to be around 45%. John said no, close though, it'll be around 58 And I just said no. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't give a percentage. Hmm. But can, can I tack a prediction onto this one since it hasn't happened? Sure. Like, yeah. are. I'm going to say, okay. yeah, because people are nuts for Illumination for some reason. Critics especially. Honestly, so. it looks pretty decent, those trailers. Yeah. Let me uh, let me roll I'm going to say high here, 70s, 78, something like that. That's probably well, what I would do, too. We, we have to look at 
what is it at now? The Sonic movie, the first Sonic movie on Rotten Tomato. I wouldn't imagine it would have sunk too much. Maybe it went up. I don't know. Well, that's what I mean, right? If it went up, then <laughs> it's going to make mark it harder for the 65. Mario movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. Just a sec. Sonic is, at, <laughs> Sonic is still at 63. It is at 63? Okay, so do we think the Mario movie is going to be higher than 63? I say yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be like 75. Okay. Jack Black is just going to... Nathan, something. what did you say? Yes? Uh, yes, my number is 78. Okay. And I'll John, do 76. Certified fresh. Whoa. 76. Wow, this up. guy. John, what do you think? Uh, I think it'll rate higher, and I think I'm going to meet you guys around 75 as well, because I'm looking at Despicable Me yeah. 1 and 2, and I'm thinking it's going to be around the same level. Right. Sure. Smart. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's between two sheets, which is why it took me a second to move that over. Okay. Uh, does Sonic 2 rank higher than Sonic 1? We all said yes. Uh, the chat just said Sonic 2 is at 69. Okay, so go. then yes, it does. <laughs> so we were right. Nice. Okay, does God of War Ragnarok come out? Sean said yes, I said yes. John said announce this fall release bumped to 2023. Ooh, it was so close. It came out. close though. <laughs> Yep. And uh, I mean, I'll just tell you this is right. Is it on your list at all? Sean and I said yes. And John said probably not have to play the first one first. Surprise. <laughs> Correct across the board. <laughs> yep, exactly. OK, that's what we had. All, all right. For okay. that. that does it. We're free. All right. Everyone knows our favorite games. I'm adding on one last prediction. So I actually have one. Oh, OK. OK. okay. Yeah. Uh, Sony retaliates by purchasing a well-known studio again. What? OK. okay. Uh, yes. That seems like a slam dunk. Yes, I'm surprised that wasn't a carryover from last year, to be perfectly honest. I don't think they had bought very many yet because they did Destiny or uh, Bungie this when did, year. When did they purchase Bungie? Yeah, that was that was around the um, Activision I thought, time. I thought that was 2020 just, for some reason. Just before it. No, that was uh, this year. But uh, yeah, I, I think they buy something else. What do you think, Nathan? Oh, Sony tries to... Well, my prediction was they bungle up this whole Activision thing. So, no, they don't need to because they win on the legal front. Okay. So, yeah, and it yeah. might and it might look bad in their argument if they're going out and buying If they more immediately stuff. go yeah, and do a, the thing they just decried. That's so. a really good point. Yeah. Some people in chat are saying, weren't there rumors about them buying FromSoft? I... There's, like, always rumors about that. And after I was going to say... never happen. FromSoft is like one of those companies that there's literally always a rumor about. Is it, is so. it FromSoft partially owned by like some gigantic firm like like Kadokawa or Tencent or something like that? Maybe. I oh, don't know yeah, I'm sure. Head. Okay, Pendulo Studios. They're going to try to buy that. What did Pendulo yeah, FromSoft Studios parent do? organizations, Kadokawa, Tencent and Sony. Uh, it's after the surprise success of Tintin Cigars of the Pharaoh. <laughs> Sony's like, we got to get those guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just tacking on to my dumb joke. All right. Yeah, Katakawa okay. owns 69%. Uh, nice. Six Joy Hong Kong, which is Tencent, owns 16.25%. And Sony owns 14%. Embracer will get cool. them, probably. Yep. All right, that's the end for real, right? Yeah. Anyone else? Okay, that's no, the right. Uh, that's the no, end for real. Thanks everyone yeah. for listening to this beast of a podcast. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it, and if 
any of our games were, that we mentioned, you went out and played from our recommendation, then you owe us. Just saying. Royalties, yeah, for just sure. Putting that out there, you owe Commission. us at least mm-hmm. two bucks a month. Linebacker, we're not, just... not going <laughs> to predict any more wars. No. Sorry, yeah. That's the guest. The guest predicts the wars. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to? Yeah. What are you up to? Oh, I got to eat some food, but uh, on the internet, uh, okay, video, we're we're trans- we're going to E.T. is our next movie that we're going to be talking about. So nice. the extraterrestrial Steven Spielberg, you know, the Fableman's guy. That's what he's known as now. Okay, uh, sure. Yeah, that's his that's a classic from 40 years ago. So nice. 41 years ago by the time it comes out. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for being here, John and Paul. Thank you for doing your part once again. No worries. Everyone have a good New Year's. I hope they had a good holiday when you when you're listening to this and we'll be back in 2023. See you later. Bye. Bye.